Bills. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Do it in the game. <laughs> What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother Jimmy the Blueprint. Be Austin out there somewhere, so, you know, hopefully you'll join us in the next few minutes. Uh, yo, Jim, NBA Conference Finals are underway, and it looks... Mighty familiar if you think back a couple of years, maybe three years or so. Um, but we're going to discuss them, and, and, but not before we wrap up the fallout from the semifinal round because there's a lot of fallout, especially in our hometown of Philadelphia. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the world room, the greatest man cave in the history of Earth. Episode 680 starts right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself. By signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. And Jim, at this moment, I am in there by myself, so maybe it's doing the same things it's been doing lately. You can check on your end. Uh, or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323 410 What up, fam? What's really good? Now, you know, another week in America, another mass shooting. You know, it's just how we get down. But uh, how are you? Yo, that's crazy, bro. Yo, it's it, it's crazy because like they were showing um on the news the other day, and they were like having a flashback to, uh, to a mass shooting, and I'm like, yo, I don't remember that one. Like, right. these joints are so commonplace now. Right. And it's, you know, it's just it's weird, man. Yeah. And it it just takes me back, like. Because I don't usually catch, like, local news broadcasts, not even world news broadcasts, because because of exactly what I'm about to say. Like, I just happened to be sitting around the other day, and the news was on, and uh, it was just one negative story after the next, one bad news story after the next. I'm like, damn, like, where do we live? Like, we be, we, as a country, stay running around judging other countries and and the, the violence and the war-torn countries and stuff like that. I mean, our, our country ain't no better. You know what's crazy? It though? might just look better. All right, not. <laughs> I know. I know it's only uh, three minutes in, and it's like, yo, the conspiracy bag already. But when you look at the data, <laughs> like the, in terms of crime statistics and things, like it's not really up. It's no right. different than it's been, but but. The way the media tells stories and the way that it's shown to us is different. So then I wonder, why is that? Right. Like, why why are we being exposed to what's going on in a different way than ever before? You know what I mean? Like, right. why is that? What are they trying? Are they trying to like make us like? You know, I know we live in a system of capitalism like this. It makes you spend money when you feel like uh, 
the world is crazy. Everything's crazy. You just say F it. They trying something. It's, it's probably something. It's, yeah, it's like, yo, I, so I, 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 I always ask myself why, right? Because I'm like, like data-wise, when you look at it, like murders are actually down. You know, everything's down, but it doesn't seem that way based upon the information that gets to us. Well, you just got right, more so, information because I ain't going to hold you. Like, throughout my lifetime, the news has never been. So that yeah. in itself isn't different. It's just that now you got the 24-hour news cycle. You see everything at all times. I mean, the local news has always been a 24-hour so cycle. Because, right, but, but it's crazy. It's not that, it's not that there was never bad, it's never, it never was bad stories in the news, but it wasn't just as many. But I guess when you got to fill up so much time, because we also <laughs> opened up a member where TV wasn't on 24-7. Right, right. So, and now, now that you got to fill up some more, some more time, now you're like, all right, well, let's tell all these stories. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. It's something, it's something, it's something going on, man. Right. I mean, because you know, these days, I mean, it's been a while, but you have stations, channels that's just dedicated to news. So they got to fill up 24 hours. So, yeah. Yeah. So when we were kids, that wasn't a thing. So it's like, yo, we tell you about the gruesome murders, and that'd be it. Now we're gonna tell you about every murder, every rape, right. every killing, every shooting. <laughs> You get action news for like 30 minutes, and you're like, all right, get it at like 6, get it at like 11. They loop the same stories. Now they're they going to give you the details. They probably got surveillance somewhere. They probably got videos of the, the, the gruesomeness. Like, is there anything that happens these days that doesn't get caught on camera? I mean, with yeah, the that's people, another, with that's every another part, person. That's another part, too. Right, with every person having a camera, and then, you know, you got Big Brother in every inner city, you got cameras on every corner catching everything. You got doorbell cameras catching everything that's happening outside. Like you see everything that's happening these days. It's crazy. So that's another thing too. Like with, with you know the police state <laughs> that we live in, everything's on camera. And now, mm-hmm. and now when you think about it, now you know now now you really got me in my bag. Like it's it's not just, <laughs> it's not just TV news. The newspapers are dying. But now we got stuff like Twitter where everyone essentially with a smartphone is their own news station. Yep. And that's, so even and stuff that's, that the mass media doesn't really want you to get to, people get to you anyway because they're on the ground. And that's like, I mean, it's just the same 24 hours, but social media, you bring them, it's every second. You, you, you're able to Yeah, and people be dying for life, yo. So they're like, oh, man, I got the scoop. I got the scoop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to go viral. Everybody's like, you know, has this need to go viral. So they're going to wow. share the, the, the worst of the worst. Yep. All right, but y'all know what it is, man. Before we get started, just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of our show. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of Tissue and the Tape. Shout out to Davis Backwards and Philmatic 365. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of the Broad Street Line. Shout out to Roy and Chris, Superstars, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons, After Further Review, and a whole lot more. Um, But look, let's get into these hot topics, man, which are brought to you like they are every week by my bookie. Bottom line, it's time for y'all to make some money sports betting. Sports betting is legal now. So go out there and do your thing, man. Everything got a, got got money riding on it. You can get your parlay on at any given moment. So lay down some money on the biggest games in sports. Just go to 
mybookie.ag. When you do, make sure you put in the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. Just visit mybookie.ag, play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So NBA playoffs still dominating the news cycle, at least it's still dominating our news cycle. Um, just to go back, because we are at the conference finals uh, right now, so the two series that are going on that we'll mention briefly in a moment, since they both are underway, um, we got the number one seed in the West, the Nuggets, taking on the number seven seed, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the Nuggets are up in that series one game to nothing. Game two is tonight. Uh, and on the other side of things, we have the number eight seed, Miami Heat, who lead the number two seed, Boston Celtics, one game to nothing. Uh, we'll discuss both of those series briefly in just a minute, but we got to go back to the semifinals because that's where all the action was. And on the eastern side of things, on the Philly side of things, a lot of fallout from those series. But in the Western Conference semifinals, the one-seeded Nuggets defeated the number four seed Phoenix Suns. Uh, that series ended four games to two, ended in six. Monty Williams was canned after Phoenix didn't get it done. Um, I look at that, Jim, like I think that's a little bit unfair. I mean, because we all talked about it, but the expectations went through the roof when they added Kevin Durant. I was one of those believers, and we talked about it here before, like, okay, I don't necessarily think – that it's a 100% chance that they're going to get this done because the team just didn't get a, a real chance to gel. Uh, Chris Paul got hurt, and it's sort of, you know, Kevin Durant got hurt as soon as he came over to Phoenix, or, or was he hurt when the trade was made or something like that? Either way, he didn't come out of the gate playing with these guys. So it kind of looked doomed, in my opinion, because it's like, all right, they're going to get in the playoffs and have to learn how to play with each other on the fly. You think the talent is going to be able to give them a shot, which, which I believe they gave them a shot, especially in the West where we didn't really know, you know, fully who was going to come out of the West. So they, they, they had a chance, but I think the expectations got money up out of there. Uh, do you think that was a, a good firing? We kind of saw it coming, but. I mean, damn, he's been there four years. So, I think he might have been coach of the year like twice, made an NBA Finals appearance for a squad who hadn't been there since 93. He'd be jumping the gun these days, man. Yeah, so that's what it seems like. It seems like it's jumping the gun. Only, only I'll shoot them a little bit on that in, in the sense that there's a new owner that's in there, and Monty is mm-hmm. not his guy. So right, sometimes right, right. when a new owner comes in, they want to put all their people in place. You know what I mean? Like they want, you know, we're we going to fail. We're going to fail with all my people. Right. So and it's also kind of like how they lost the last two years because they haven't been lost the last two years on those closeout <laughs> games. They've been getting they've been getting closed out, violated. <laughs> yeah, they getting completely violated. Mm-hmm. So you know that's, that's problematic as well. Um, that's true. But at the end of the day, though, man, like it's funny. Me and you were talking before we came on, and I know we're going to talk about this some more. But they lost to a team that has been leading up to this point, and people have just been disrespecting the Nuggets. Yeah. And I think, I think that like you know the Nuggets have literally been the best team in like the league the entire year, and from for jump. some reason, and maybe it's because of past past playoffs, like no one has really like even looked at them as being a, a really a championship contender. To be honest with you, when no, I was looking and at they, people, and they um, featured a two time MVP. It's like it's, it's a lot of disrespect going on with the Nuggets. Yo, I mean, I, I can't MVP, front. Like, I'm not comfortable record. 
at this point, maybe. But Picking the Nuggets either, so I guess I'm a part of this. <laughs> no, I, I get it. But after that first round, it's like, dog, they, all right, they're a different team. But the thing is, like, they went through the journey of, like, you know, going to the Western Conference Finals, taking a step back, like, losing it. So it's like they've, they've, they've kind of, like, got their lumps and they had the, you know, playoff um, experience. So, But right. I, I say that because, you know, the, the topic you're asking about in terms of KD is, like, yo, they lost to the, the best team in the conference. Like, and, right, right. you know, they, they put up a little fight. You know, they didn't, it's not like they got – they got Molly Watt that last game, but, you know, they, they did it with only two guys. <laughs> but, given but that's how they do. On offense. Y'all should be used to that. If they're going to lose, they're going to go out. They're going to go out like some bitches. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yo, they, they lost with two guys on offense, and, and, and then their, their center, who looks like he'd just rather be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He went to Cancun so early. Wild, but, at, least, at least in his yeah. mind he did. Yeah, so, I you know, it, I, I don't know. Like it's a, it's a situation. I mean, Monty's name is going to be on some some short list, so we'll see if he gets a job as quickly as some of these white dudes that get a job as soon as they get fired. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, of course, the seven seed Lakers defeated the defending champs, the number six seed Warriors. Uh, they won that in six. I mean, I think that's what the Lakers had to do. Because um, I told you last week, I think if they mess around, let them get game six, I think the Lakers are going to struggle in a game seven situation against these guys. Even though we want to believe that about the Warriors, it, it also just seems like they aren't the same team. Even last season, excuse me, when they won, they just still didn't seem like the same team. But you had to give them the benefit of the doubt because they still could go through the gamut no matter what the circumstances were and ended up winning another title. Um, the big story to come out of that is pretty much the future of Draymond Green. Do you think Draymond is – I think he has an option, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, he's talking like he has a decision to make. Um, he makes sure he says the right thing, saying that he wants to be there, but he knows it's a business, so he's going to have to talk it out with everybody and see what it is. If Draymond happens to step off, do you think it's possible for this team to ever compete for a championship as currently constructed again? Like no. Steph, Clay, no. Wiggins without Draymond? Nope. He's, he, he's the glue guy. He's the glue guy. Jordan Poole is a piece of – I don't know. Jordan Poole is wealthy, so – but it's a lot of pressure to me. The pressure's on Jordan Poole this offseason, dog. Like, you know, it's funny because yeah. you had me watching the uh, the playoff P joint um, with DeMar DeRozan. And I, I so right before I got on here, they were just talking about players getting contracts and how how some of them, when they get their bread, I mean, they were talking, to, you know, about Poole, but how sometimes when they get their bread, it's like, I see you in a couple years and it's time to re-up the game. Right. right. And Shout out to Derek Coleman. Um, and again, this is just <laughs> shout to DC, man. DC balled out. And, you know, when it's time to get that chicken, man, then set around the rest of the time. Um, but the thing is, though, so it's a lot of pressure on him. But it also tells a story too about when when uh when Draymond went in his mouth, while everybody didn't seem to like make a big deal out of it because the word back then was that. It's, that his team was saying that the board changed ever since he got his bread. They wasn't really feeling bored. Like, he wasn't about that work. You know, they right. about that work. What so, up, I mean, 
<laughs> so if you lose if you lose Draymond, who's been the heart and soul of your team, love him or hate him, he's been the heart and soul of your team. You know, although I, you know he's the Browns gopher now. In the um, world, which is crazy, Luciano. They, they try to sweep that under the rug, then, but that's still the craziest thing that happened this season. Because that <laughs> wasn't like a brotherly fight, is, man. He dropped ball like a sack of potatoes, man. You don't hit your brother like that. No, really but they, they, like were showing, like, they were showing highlights. I sent a video really over there. Like I don't know if you saw it. I put it in the, uh, our group chat where it was, like, it was like it was a joke, though. It was like somebody was like Draymond Green um, career highlights. And all of it was like him doing Bush League stuff, kicking dudes in the gonads, clotheslining <laughs> people, tackling people. So it was like nothing but, I, yo, but it was like a highlight reel full of that stuff, but Yo, half of Yo. it was like early on him and Bron. He used to be like roughing Bron up, and now all of a sudden he's like his son. Like, like I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't now know what Bron, yo. Now he's a Bron sexual. He tried he to touched, go and play with the Lakers. Like, he touched the middle of the season. He touched the royal penis a couple times, and, <laughs> and it was clean. <laughs> yo, Bron was like, man, like showed him how he lived or something. He like, yo, you can live like this if you, you know what I mean, like. He got he to gotta take to that touch lifestyle. He a different boy Stop now. Stop fucking oh. with me. <laughs> you be my friend. <laughs> Yo, it's, 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 it was it was funny, but to y'all to your point on Jordan Poole, as uh, as my man Lucky Luciano would have said on Boardwalk uh, Empire, he's a who. I seem I dim, I seem to lean towards the the the. Podcast P and and the Rosen stance where I think I mean if he's what he, you know he's supposed to be he might learn from this season you know maybe you know whatever it is if it's work habits or something like that he might learn from this season because the, the the dude has too much talent like because there was a point where Jordan Poole oh he was impressed last year us. last year in the finals right. he was him he was, that's what I'm saying he was, there was, there was, was like, a time when got, he impressed all like, of us so. I'm sure he ain't no, just there was a, he was like, yo, they got it, another, it, how they get another step? Do you, you think it's right. mental, or do you think teams are now prepared for him? Is it more? I mean, I think it's it a more... little bit of both. And mm-hmm. I just think because of last season and because of the money, he might have come in thinking, oh, this is easy. You know what I'm saying? Now that people too. treating that you like too. you make the money that you make, and you realize, Okay, that's why these sycophants that we always tell these legendary stories about Kobe, Mike, LeBron, and all them. That's why they were they why they're where they were because no matter how good they were and no matter how much respect they got, they kept working. So so maybe he'll learn yeah. something if he's built like that. And and so, so that, that's maybe why he I said threw the be, season to get out of Golden State team. since dudes on the team dropping him and shit. <laughs> Yo, this will be, that's why I said this this season, and, and to answer your question about whether the Warriors can succeed without Draymond, it, a lot of that falls on him, where he comes right. back to. Is is he going to be on a ban, or is he going to well, show that, yo, I got mental toughness? He's definitely a ban. Even, even with him, though, Jim, even if he comes back to be what he was, he's only an offensive player. So they would still be missing this that void of what Draymond Yo, that bull, yo, that bull confused so on defense. about who they're replacing with. Who they yeah. replace him with, right? So it's it's just it's just interesting, man, because I, I think that's like to your point that that's what makes those guys those guys. Because let's just be honest, man. For the most people, when somebody give you a hundred million dollars, it's gonna be hard to get out of bed and, uh, and run a couple miles <laughs> when you ain't got to work. Word, that's word. I, I, I just think about that. I with got Floyd, the money. Like, Y'all can't take Floyd, it back unless I flash guns. He, 
but you know. Yeah, like you said, you can see Floyd work the way he works. He's like, yo, that that that's impressive, dog. Like, you know, right, right. Everybody ain't built for that. The Floyds, the Kobe's, the Mikes. Like, how do you get yeah. what you get and the still be motivated like, to be the best? But the, but they also have the idea of wanting to be the best. And let's face it, outside of just Let's take it outside of sports, dog. In life, everybody don't do it. Give a damn about being the best. They, people care about taking care of their family and spending Monetize. time the way they want to spend time. So putting right. food on their family. I mean? how, how many y'all? Nah, because I, 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 I ain't right front, now. I ain't gonna front. Y'all remember when the lottery was like a billy? Come on, if I won that billy, I'm gonna be the laziest motherfucker on earth, man. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> hey, listen, let me ask you this, this, man. How many y'all at bill. work right now? How many y'all got regular regular jobs, right? And y'all put extra effort in. When ain't nobody watching, right? How many of y'all accountants and y'all taking classes and working on your craft or you get the check and you just go home and don't care about it? Like, right. I so mean, I think only person I know is my wife. Thing. Only person I know is my wife. Yo, same she here, bro. Now. She, she in the office now and ain't, ain't Same here, be. bro. <laughs> Dog. Like, yo, you same here, my bro. Yo, my, wife is, my wife is, yo, she is a company <laughs> As a matter of fact, yo, hey, be Austin, be Austin. He said we was on vacation, and we came out, and those two was on the laptops, like working while we yeah. on vacation. No, like, no, that's a violation. Yo, I'm telling you, no. they was at the like, table together, like on on the various laptops working. Yo, Randy gig not close. I'm like, and if they say you don't have to come, why is you wasting our gas and tearing up our vehicles? Like, what's the what's the point? <laughs> All right, well, let me change so, yeah. the subject. We start disclaiming them for the next so hour. Not, yo. Start cooking so, so yeah, I know they they Kobe's. But I'm, but, I'm, I'm a but, Jordan. Yeah, fool. but the point remains. The point remains that it has, like that, <laughs> you that's a, what's you an AI dude. <laughs> yo yeah. yo I'm yo I'm Shaq. I'm Shaq, dog. Like Just yo, natural talent. Like, we'll talk about that a little bit. Like yeah, I might have three years where it's like yo he that bull, but then after that. I'm having yeah. fun. You didn't get me yeah. chicken. Because at this point, y'all already acknowledged that I'm that bull, so I ain't got to do no more. Like, <laughs> I already got my Yo, you can't be Shaq in year 17, though. Shaq in year 17 was <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, yo, but y'all know what my man Flip said in Above the Rim? Like, if you talking about Shaq in year 17, you can't erase what we were, man. Can't erase what we were. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you still know Shaq from those three, four years in the early 2000s, man. You can't erase what we were. All right, so the number eight seed in the East Heat defeated the Knicks four games to two. Jimmy told me this was going to happen. I was trying to get a Knicks a shot. No more garden parties out there. I don't think there's much to talk about with this one. Yo, um, I think Knicks fans at this point yo, want you a can little always, bit yo, of an you overhaul of the team. Jimmy, you can always talk about Jimmy Butler, brother. You can always do it. You can hey, always hey, talk you about can, Jimmy. But the Knicks are more exciting to talk about. Um, I do want to give Jalen Brunson props, man, because I had no clue. Like the the signing that we all laughed at, not laughing because we – I mean, we knew he could ball, but the fact that he was – the Knicks were so pressed, and Jalen Brunson was the first off the board when free agency started, and they gave him a hundred million. Like that, everybody laughed at that. Now it looks like a bargain. Now. Definitely yeah. looks like a bargain. It definitely looks like a bargain now. So if it he does like a bargain because row, the, then it's because really gonna look like a steal. Before that signing, they were getting ready to give up half of their roster to get like um, Spider, <laughs> where it wouldn't have made a difference because right. you would have got Spider and y'all would have sunk anyway. But they signed, they kept, they kept every, mostly everything intact and put him in place. 
And you know, funny no. thing about it is, every every show, everything I've seen is like, yo, we know. So nobody knew Brunson was going to be this good, but that goes to show uh, his work yo, ethic Julius, too. Because Julius Julius Randall is a diseased rhinoceros puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, really it's, you know, it's funny I mean, how quickly hopper, so. it's it's funny funny how quickly a, a playoff performance can change the whole trajectory of your career. Julius <laughs> Randle was like most improved player a couple of years back, and you know, averaging like twenty six a game. For, I mean, he still averaged. He was the leading scorer in the Knicks this year, even with Brunson. You go into a couple of playoff games, especially for a franchise who's been starved for some pre- playoff wins, <laughs> and and you could just change your whole Yo. legacy just like that. Now, now he's an overrated bunny hopper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it just it just a matter. Yo, but that's why it's like that. Yo, it's like that in every sport, dog. NFL, NBA, like when it's when the, when the, the lights are bright and everybody's watching you, if you perform then, dog. You can make a lot shout of money. Out and, Deion, shout out to Deion Brent. <laughs> and, and people will overrate you because, like, yo, all next season they're going to talk about in that playoff game when he did such and such. But if you stink it up, yep. same thing. You're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, and the big news in Philadelphia, the number two-seed Celtics defeat the three-seed Sixers four games of three. Game seven in Boston, probably a series that shouldn't have gone back to a game seven in Boston, but the Sixers, you know, gave up the, the cat. Um, in game six at home after fighting back from a 16-point deficit. They just to- they just went into the fourth quarter, and the offense looked like trash. Then they come out in game seven, and the game is competitive for about a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, before Boston just opened up. Um, well, they didn't open up a bottle of lube, but they opened up the Sixers' cheeks. <laughs> and they <laughs> what they had to do. Like, yo, yeah. like why? Like, how does this happen? Joel and B very underwhelming performance in game seven. Uh fifteen points, eight rebounds, two blocks. James Harden had nine points. James Harden, by all accounts, one of the greatest scorers the NBA has ever seen. But this isn't new. Like, as much as people are talking about it. Is anybody surprised? This is how James Harden plays in big playoff situations and closeout games. This is how James Harden, this is how his career is going to go until he hops onto the right team and and grabs himself a championship. And even at that point, I don't even know if they're going to give him the credit that he might be due. What's your thoughts on how the Sixers went out? I'm I'm talking game six and game seven. What's your thoughts on that? When it come when it come to that boy, he needs to be thrown in the trunk, taken to West Philly, and they shave his beard, and he can never have a beard again. <laughs> Not manly enough. Uh, for never. Man, I got so so many thoughts I mean, about this game, man. Like yeah. they definitely got they they got their cheeks clapped, and <laughs> it's it's crazy because like. Yo, even after Game Six, but we all said that yo, they gotta win in Game Six. They gotta win in Game Six. It's like even after that, in the first half of game one, like, they, yo, they seemingly had the momentum until your man was on the bench and tried to, like, you know, he tried to rub ball leg. And after that, it went all downhill. Um, yeah, that was stupid by Niang. I don't know what that was yo, about. that changed. I don't know why, but somehow that the momentum switched right there. Hmm. Was, like, Niang was trying to, like, touch his Mannheim or something. And next thing you know, like, the Celtics just, like, 
went crazy on him. I'm like, it was like a karma so, thing. Like, are you doing stupid shit? Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, and then okay, your man, cool. and then your man stops. As much as I want to poop on Harden and Embiid because they both deserve to be pooped on because they right. they were like the anti Iverson. Like, that's the thing. It made me think about Bubba Chuck. Like, win, lose, or draw, he ain't going out like a sucker. Like. Ever. Going out like yo, they they went out like suckers. Like that's what it really yeah. boils down to. And in, in, in this city, that's the worst thing you could do. Even if you lose, not, if you leave it all out there, this city will love you. Like, but they'll forgive, they'll forgive you and love like you. But and that's the thing, especially Garden and B. Like I don't I don't want to give Embiid any excuses, but you have to acknowledge the the coaching strategy or lack thereof that the Boston Celtics and locking him up because when they changed the strategy on how they were going to defend him, Doc Rivers didn't do anything to combat it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like you want to give Al all the credit because at the end of every play, it was Al Horford getting a little block shot or, or stripping in beat or something like that. But every time he got the ball, first you have a great defender like Al Horford on him, you know, man up. But they put a wall around that dude. And a lot of times when the wall came around Embiid, there was no movement from anybody else on the floor. Anybody. So you got Embiid Yo. getting the ball, and he never gets the ball in the low post. You got Embiid getting the ball either at the high post or even out on the high perimeter. Post, mid post so now or out on the perimeter. He has Ridiculous. to face up. I mean, that's how he likes to play, but he has to face up and try to make guard moves to get in there. All of that shit is cute in the regular season. Because nobody's playing defense like like this. Everybody knows defensive intensity and strategy goes up in the playoffs. So Embiid can wow us with all his guard moves and all that, but when it gets like this, when you have a good defender on you for, for multiple games where they get to make adjustments and they get to learn your tendencies and their coach is adjusting with the other guys, it's not going to be good because now he's trying to do those same moves, but everybody knows what's coming or at least the wall is giving that team a chance because now you got to dribble through a bunch of people. And because you can do guard moves doesn't mean you're a guard. Like Embiid has moves, but Embiid doesn't have handle. And to get through a wall, you got to have handle. And there was just no adjustments, man. It was terrible. So so here's the thing, right? It's it's always amazing to me how when you get to the playoffs and you get deeper into the playoffs, second round or what have you – how, like, everything is just, like, um, extra. Like, you, you get to see – and the regular season is so long. It's, like, 82 games. And sometimes, like, coaching right. – you don't even you don't even see the difference that coach makes. People, I mean, people said, like, coaches don't make a difference. But then when you get into the playoffs, Jeez. you see the difference. You see what coaching like, matters because – It sounds cliche, but it's like the game slows down a little bit in the playoffs. And Well, because you're playing a series. So, in the regular season, you might right. play a team on a Thursday. You don't see them again for two months. Like – you're playing a series, and you get to know each other. You see what your strengths are, your weaknesses. You know, um, you, you, you do your, your SWOT analysis, so to speak. And, and that's what, like, throughout this playoffs, like, um, and I know we're going to talk about them in a minute, but you, see, I've been impressed with, like, Darvin Hammond, the way he's played chess, or even, right. like, you know, Mike Malone, the way he's played chess. Like, you see, and even Steve Kerr, even though they lost, but you saw the different the different um strategies that he was trying in-game. And – I watched the Sixers, and it's like, dude, in the third quarter, like, Jason Tatum looked like Kobe. He looked possessed. He looked like Mike mixed with Kobe. Dude scored – I don't know how many, how many points did he score in that third quarter alone. 
Like too much. Like a He's just gonna leave the bias out there on the island. Like, dog, the crazy part about it is they were literally running the same play, and Doc didn't do anything. I'm like, yo, so on the offensive end, you pointed out like all the flaws, but on the defensive end, he made no adjustments either. Right. So I'm like, what is he doing? And they ran the same play. And and Jim, he was going on the you know the. The, the current basketball trend of switch everything. And we know Embiid's a good defender, but it's still like you can say that all you want, but getting him switched up on a Jason Tatum is murder for the Sixers. And that's what they kept trying to do. Up. Right, and, and Embiid gets tired quickly. So they know they got a tired Embiid. They are hunting him on the screens. Yo, Embiid's man, come set the screen for Tatum. Get him one-on-one with Tatum, and he cooks the shit out of him. No adjustments being made. Yo. And and shoot, Yo, he now that I like coach, twenty six points on on him. everybody alone. criticizes the coach, I get criticized all the time. I don't be really wanting to put that on coaches like that. But this is a different level. I coach eleven year olds. No matter what I say, I can have the greatest strategy in the world. They're not going to listen anyway, and they're not going to do that. <laughs> this is the NBA. They're not, they're not really going to be able. They're not going to be able. You don't really have an excuse. The pro, yeah. Because the, the, the pro, only way the pro, now the that the they're problem. not going to do it is if they don't respect you. And that's what I think Embiid needs. He needs a coach that's going to make him play in a manner that's going to be more helpful to the team. You can't keep getting the ball out on the perimeter. They keep letting him go. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Listen, dog, yo, at some level, right, at some level, and and I don't know – well, first of all, we don't respect Doc because we called it early. But at some level, he needs a coach that's going to say, yo, I I really don't care. (laughs) I don't care who you are. Get your big dumb ass on the block, man. And if you come out, if you come out to this three point line in this game, I'm gonna whoop your ass and bench you my goddamn self. Get your but my big thing ass is, B, I'm not against being versatile. I'm not against them switching it up. But no, when no, you neither, get into no, a series, and by it's, game it's four, they got no. that. They got that Yo. locked up by game four. You have yes. to come back with something it's, else. It's, if it's, he goes it's, down it's lower to get the ball. And and, yeah. and backs. What is what is Al Horford going to do if Embiid gets the ball low and backs well, on him the, down? On, low on the block? Not a, you're playing into Al Horford's strength because he's lighter and quicker than you. Listen, but I'm I'm gonna go here. I blame Doc. I blame Doc. P level should know what is necessary to get buckets and get wins. He shouldn't even have to be told to get his big dumb ass on the block. He should know. All right. Listen, and I don't, I don't want to keep giving boy excuses, but IQ wise, like shitty, boy been playing ball for like ten years. Like you gotta make Yo, this dude. At this Doc, point, bro. all he knows I, is talent. I'm talented. I got moves now. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I've never accused Embiid of being, you know, a high IQ player. Like he turns the ball over mm. at a dangerous clip, especially in the playoffs. Because no, but, he's but trying as, to do these score, moves as a scorer, against defenses that dead, you can't as do a these score, moves as a, as a scorer, even dudes in this generation know I got a little player. I know I want to just chuck up threes and be in a three-point contest, but let me get down here on the block and get buckets. Like, that but, ain't even but, a but no. thing. That's the thing. He's not even chucking threes like that no more. It's just where That's he what gets I'm the ball. Say. It's where he gets but the ball. But beyond that. Yo, behind that, dude scored 30 points in one quarter, and you did nothing <laughs> Nobody different. Nobody did nothing. Nobody did nothing. <laughs> yo, I sat here 
I sat here. I sat here in the last game, right? And I watched. I watched um, uh, Jokic give the Lakers everything they wanted to. But what I was paying attention to, you, you, the boy Darvin Ham literally. He was trying put, shit. He went to the bench and put. He kept trying everything. He was like, "Yo, he you put, thinking? You thinking?" He tried everything. He found, and he found out something. He found something that worked, and he was like, "Okay." But the point is, he sat there for quarter after quarter, getting his ass torched. But he kept trying different stuff, and I'm like, "All right, that's coaching." Like I was waiting for Doc, Doc to do. I'm like, some, "Yo, Doc, hit up the." Doc is listen, man. Doc, I'm like Doc. How we play? You wanted Doc. You wanted Doc to be like, "All right, Mac McClung, come on, you gonna try <laughs> like something." Hey. You got to do something. Like Jim said, in the Lakers series, they found after all the trial and error, okay, Rui Hachimura guards this dude pretty well. Now, you're going to see Rui on him tonight, and if Mike Malone and the Joker find something that X's Rui out, I guarantee you, or at least from what we've seen thus far, Darvin Ham is going to try something else. And that's what you got to do. And that's called coaching, man. You got to right. play coach out there, man. Like, right. He's like, all right, I've done this long enough. Coach. This shit don't work no more. Let's try something else. You talk about <laughs> calling Matt McClung. I was waiting for Doc to hit up the young boy. I mean, hurt something. Like, he out right now. Hit him up. Like, yo, let's get this boy out of here. Like, do something, dog. Like, or at least just hit yo, up Sam Cassell and say, look, I'm in over my head, man. What should I do? Like, do something. <laughs> do something <laughs> my whole thing is do something. <laughs> all right, well, dog. at this point, that's their quarter. Doc ain't yo. doing nothing. Like you did because nothing. Doc has been relieved of his duties. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't have to Thankfully. ask y'all if y'all thought this was the right move. And, and like I Thankfully. tell people all the time, I'm not the dude. I, I'm long past that part of my fandom where I'm calling for coaches' jobs, players' jobs, GMs' jobs. I, I let these people do what they're going to do. So for me. It's not, you know, people are like, oh, you happy Doc got fired? I'm like, you know, I don't really care. Like, if Doc was going to come back and be the coach, I just want Doc to be better. If he's not going to be better and they end up firing, hey, I'm not going to cry for Doc because I never really thought Doc was a great coach to begin with. Um, so Man, I sat here this <laughs> offseason. I mean, during the, during the playoffs, I watched uh, Coach Spo change lineups, change locations, he change go from man. zone to man. Your boy be in the game like it's a video game. Like he be out he here really like like playing strategy games. Like they got look, you look at their roster and where they are. They're they're three games away from being in the finals again, and they got right. seven dudes that weren't drafted. Seven undrafted and dudes. He be out there. He be out there. And then some of the, some of their off. better players, Jim, uh, Jimmy, out of bot, late, you know, mid to late round, first round draft picks. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, man. It's it's amazing. Never like, mind the people that. Who they know, still got Udonis. They got you Yo, the people who know know because I've heard chat. I've heard basketball purists give Spo his props, but you know the casual fan, Spo ain't a sexy name for them. Like people don't know how good of a coach this dude is, and you know to nah, take these don't. type of teams, like even their superstar. How long did it take for us to even? start to utter the word superstar around Jimmy. I still think it's people out there who don't look at Jimmy uh, Butler as a superstar. They still don't. Yeah, they still, they still don't. But, like, Jimmy, Jimmy in the press conference was like, yo, I, like, we really don't care. Like, the way that he, he – yo, that heat culture is a real thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced. And, and, and yeah, funny, I'm definitely convinced. The funny thing about it, like, the yo, funny thing Luke, about what Riley – You think stuff is cliche and then they just prove you wrong like, nah. Yo, the thing about what Riley has built there is, is, is absolutely hilarious, for one, because he, he's really built the family atmosphere. I saw a couple of things this this playoff, and I was like, yo, boy really built, like, a family atmosphere. One was, um, mm-hmm. first of all, Lonzo Morning running around, like, got 
same like Taylor as Pat Riley. Now he's trying to look like a black Pat Riley. Like <laughs> he really grooming Alonzo. He grooming Alonzo to be like you know his his. He uh, is. Cause you see how him and Lonzo come stand in the tunnel, and Lonzo be looking important. Yeah, he's like like little underboss now. Yeah, he moved Lonzo up to underboss. You ain't make none of these decisions. Shut up. (laughs) Then I was watching the guy. It was a joint where um, D Wade was there, and D Wade had walked in um, with his daughter. Oh, that was that was to get the LG community. I'm about to say his daughter. No, 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 no. Let me finish. I was saying his daughter with Gabrielle Union. That's what I'm gonna say. That daughter, right? The actual daughter. And he walked in the joint, and his daughter, like, saw Udonis Haslam and, like, ran up, like, screaming his name. Like, she called him something or another, and he, like, picked her up. And they were like, oh, well, that's her godfather. And, like, they have, like, a real family atmosphere there where their culture yeah. is just different than anything I've seen. Um, and, and this is where I finally it, give Udonis Haslam some props. He is a big part of that. He's a big part of that. Yeah. Like, the, the big brother figure. Um, punch you in your mouth if I have to punch you in your mouth, but it's a brotherly punch in the mouth, you know, not a not a Jordan Poole punch in the mouth. Because um, I was listening to him talk. It was a 12-minute interview with Kerry Champion. And, and it made me respectful a little bit more. i tell you this. As soon as he does, as soon as they do stop, like, as soon as they stop paying him to be in the locker room, he's going to be a part of the organization. They're gonna pay him. Oh, he's, all, he he's a heat lifer. Somehow. Yeah, he's a heat lifer. So I, yeah. I don't know what's taking him so long, but because he he wasting a roster spot. But I guess they like, look, we got all these other undrafted dudes. Just let him have it. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, he's he's. But they, be a they've actually built something there, and it's 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 impressive to see, and it shows on the court. Like they just, even if you beat them, because at some point talent's going to take over, but they're never going to. It's not going to be easy. Pumped. Yeah. No, you're not going to punk them. You're not going to punk them. Like, and, and, and that's just impressive to see. But, like, the thing about that Haslam, John, I heard Barkley say something, too. Barkley was like, yo, when I came in the league, every team had a Udonis Haslam. He was right, like right, the old right. man that teaches you, like, you know, how to dress, how to act on the road, which chicks to mess with, which ones not to mess with. He was like, yeah. yo, every team had that. And I mean, now, some of them, he, like, some of them more talented. Now, now, Dylan, <laughs> now Dylan Brooks is your old head. Yo, your old head be like 24. Yo, your old head be like 24, yo. With tight jean shorts on, um, yeah. So it, it's definitely in a lot of Sixers fans be on some like, man, we could have just got over that hump and won that game seven, man. Easy sailing to the to the finals. Now the Sixers had the opportunity to lose to the. They had the chance to lose to the Heat too. Yo, the Heat um, might have came and punched them in the mouth. Be. But yeah, that's what I'm saying because. You know, they went and grabbed yo, PJ Joel, to yo, be Joel, that guy on yo, this Joel team. Yo, Joel can't consistently score on Udonis Haslam. Not even because Udonis is <laughs> just more man. He's just more and, man. And, like, so so I'm, but, glad, hey, I'm glad you said that, B, because that's I another put, point. I, I, that's I, another I point. This, if he was cooking Bam and cooking all the rest of their big men, I bet you Spo would try it. <laughs> Udonis, yeah. you go yeah. get a couple minutes. But, you try something, But here's man. the other point, though, B. You're asking a lot of, of Embiid to you. You want Embiid to score 40 and, like, be your, your uh your like, you know, linchpin on the defense as well. He hooped and on defense thing I, he said, He hooped on defense. I, he he thing erased I, a lot of balls. He did. He did. But that's why I'm saying you're asking a lot. You're asking him to do that, but also you want him to score 40. Like, that's just a whole lot. I'm just, and, I'm just asking him playoffs. to be – I'm just asking him to be great. I don't even need 40. I just need 32. <laughs> yeah, but they need 40. Yo, here's the thing, right? That's <laughs> something else I peeped. Yo, you said yo, you said they need forty. I forgot they got playoff James Harden. My bad. Yeah. They got Mexican <laughs> straight. Right? So, 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 
so obviously, like, the Embiid-Jokic, like, comparison will be there forever, no matter how each one of them does. So I've been watching, like, how they treat Jokic's minutes. And even the way that, um, you know, Denver's coach, like, does his minutes is different than how Doc treats Embiid. Like, he has moments in the game, every game, doesn't matter what the score is, where Jokic is going to sit down for this amount of time. No matter what's going on in the game, he's going to sit down for this amount of time. And we're going to bring it back in. And then I noticed in the fourth quarter, Jokic still has energy. In the fourth quarter, and B looks like, yeah. yo, he barely could breathe. He'd be ready to die in the fourth like, quarter. Like they know, even they even manage their the big guys' minutes different. And you know, yeah, because Doc, he he lets Embiid play the whole first quarter. Um, I yeah. guess it backfires when the Sixers don't get a, a a good lead at the end of one. And then he can't sit him down as much yep. as he, he wants to. And in the playoffs, you can't really bank on that. So some of your regular season tendencies have to change <laughs> when you get to this yeah. point. You can't really yeah. expect to yeah. have a 20-point lead at the at the end of the first quarter like you got And you got to shorten the rotation, so you got to be in shape. And be right. – that, That's another that thing about coaching that I, that I don't like because I don't think you have to do that, especially if you're a deep team, but – Coaches what, feel like it's, 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 it's like yeah, it's like it's a shortening part of the, the game because yeah. there's there's dudes on the bench that can help. I don't think Bo went to Shake Milton once and let you know. Nah, he did Times we were nah. getting blown out and Shake and Shake definitely Shake can get help. you a bucket. Like say definitely what you want can. about Yo. Shake. When James Harden why, is struggling like that, why not try Shake out? Why? Yo, yeah. watch what Mike I Malone agree. does tonight. Mike Malone, whether you up, whether he up thirty or down thirty. Big dude gonna sit down right now, and he gonna work. He gonna rest these ten minutes, and then we gonna bring him back in. Like he don't like, because his whole thing is about like you know the, the the game is a long game. Like it's not about these short spurts. Doc will sit and be down. The other team will go on the six zero run. Sixers can still be up ten. He's like, yo, get him be back out there. I'm like, yo. <laughs> then by the time the fourth quarter coming, you really need him. Dude, be gasping for air. He doesn't have trust in, in a lot of people back there. Remember, you know, the the fan base had to put Doc in the headlock to even play Paul Reed at any point in this season. All right, so look. Rumors said that James Harden, like, it, 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 he would have a hard time coming back and playing for Doc. You heard that rumor, and then a few hours later, yeah. Doc was fired. People, you yeah. know, some people think there's nothing to it, but then you also have to remember who the Sixers president of basketball operations is, <laughs> one of James Harden's close personal friends. So he might have yeah. made that concession for James. The second thing is James Harden says he is going to opt out. So he's going to opt out and look for a long-term deal. So that doesn't necessarily mean that he won't be back with the Sixers, but Whatever more he may have promised do you, do you, last season, him, it might come to fruition now. I, I, do I don't want him, back? want him back on a long-term deal. If they can't get anything else done, like if, if the Sixers yeah. are somehow able to flip that and get Dame in the mix somehow, flip Tobias, yeah. get Harden out of there, get Dame in and a couple of, uh, you know, roll pieces, then I'm all for that. I, you know, yeah. it's it's difficult because Harden had his minutes. I mean, he had his moments where, all right, yep. he, he looked good again. But closeout situations, like I'm I'm grateful Yo. for what Harden did in Game One and Game Four, whatever those games, games were. Four, where he went game crazy. Four, yeah, yeah. It, it, it 
tough, man. It's and, tough, and I don't and need that try. from you in a game six or game seven. I just need you not to be that, what you were. Not not I, to on. be not to be complete ass. My my problem. Right. My pro and I'm gonna try. My analysis is going to go away from my Philly fandom and and try not to just make a joke at James Harden's expense because we know what he is. If he can consistently, because the ball has turned into a top ten point guard. But the problem is he's going to want so much money that with some of the pieces we have, we can't bring in a quality killer and keep Maxi and keep Embiid. So I rob the CEO. This is what he said, B, not even just the long-term contract. He says he's he's looking for an organization that's going to allow him to be more of him on the basketball court. Like uh, that to me, me kind of sounds like that sounds like a cop out to me because I did see a million times throughout the season where it seemed like Doc Rivers was trying to get him to be more aggressive, trying to get him to be the scoring <laughs> hard, hard, telling him you don't have to defer to Embiid all the time. So it sounds like a cop out to me. You know what I mean? He tried to get back to Queen Queenie. Like, I need more. I need more Queen Queenie out here. Yeah, he oh, like yeah. he was like no. you're only letting me dribble until there's. Four seconds left on the clock. I need to dribble until there's 1.5 seconds left on the clock, and then I'll decide what I'm going to do. That must be it, because yeah, he definitely he must want more tween-tween time. But who wants that? Because everybody's talking about going back to Houston. Why would Houston want James Harden right now? Why, like, I mean, the strip club economy. (laughs) Right, no, no, no. Excuse me, the city wants him, but why would the Houston Rockets? The team, why would the team? I'll put it like that. Houston, the way he plays, the way he plays. Now I'll give him his, his credit. He reads the pick and roll, amazing. He does have a high basketball IQ, but then I also say he's he, he, he's kind of an asshole because he still wants to kind of do. Based on that comment, he wants to do dumb young bull stuff. Houston got enough dumb young bulls. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm tired. And I'm tired of seeing him turn the ball over because he got his hands in the air looking for the foul while they going the other Look way. That, they're not going to call. His hands up. Right. Uh, like, they don't give that you that anymore, dog. So, that is so annoying. It's a whole right. ass break going on. You still in the right. court complaining and back there hands in the air like, dog, you will get your dumb ass Yo. back down court. Yo, <laughs> real quick, dumb Tobias, ass back on defense. Tobias sent me a message in the group chat and said I got it wrong. He said it's not the fourth quarter. He said Embiid be gas before halftime, yo. <laughs> At least the halftime, you get a break. Go get some Gatorade, something like yo, that. Yo, so let me ask but then you it, this. But then can it's like a, it does it Bull, over again. Can, can Bull get in real Can Bull get in real shape, or is it because he gets injured so frequently that he never gets a chance to get in real shape? Oh, no, I, I, I believe, I believe that's exactly what it is. But, and, and another thing, because he's so valuable to the franchise, even if he's not injured, even if he's hurt, they're going to sit him out games. They're not going to let him do any activity. So he's fighting all throughout the season to get back in shape every other week after he's hurt and sits down for, you know, three or four games. No, And he always gets hurt at the wrong time. But I think it's the management of his time during games, too. That's a huge part of it, like, you gotta rely on your bench more. Like you gotta rely on football partner. I agree agree with that, Jimmy. But I guess my question to you is: Do I? Does that look more pronounced? Does that look more pronounced because he's not in shape? 
So now I do have to be smarter about the minutes, which Doc wasn't, because this Bulls never in shape. I think the Sixers should try to run well, it back with Andre Drummond, yeah. Truth be told. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was getting because ready to say he's a defensive presence that's just as good. He's another so big he body there because they're asking right. too much of him, dog. Like, you want him to be the best defensive player and offensive player. Not saying that you shouldn't demand that, but, I mean, like, that's a whole lot, yo. No other superstar is being asked to do that. Like, Jokic, for as good as he is, he ain't asked to be a stopper on defense. Dude barely plays defense no, sometimes. No. And that's, and that's the thing. When <laughs> Jokic gets a block or something, the, the the telecast goes off for five minutes because they're not used to seeing that shit. So then they're going to yeah, talk about like how much of an underrated 30, 20, defender is every time he gets a strip. <laughs> Yo, because like, he don't play defense. See, like, so, right. so that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm, I'm only using him as a comparison point because they're the only two big dominant big men in there. But even – when it comes to, uh, like, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's not asked to do as much. And Beat is being asked to do more than, like, other superstars. Let's put it that way. Those are the top three guys. He's being asked yeah. to do a lot more than the rest of them. Milwaukee relies on their bench a whole lot. I mean, they probably right. have one of the better benches. But still, right? Um, you got to rely on your folks. And I think that's something Doc had, you know, trouble with his whole time here in Philly. Like, it seemed like he didn't like them dudes on the bench. I, mean, I, don't, mean, I don't mean personally, but. He never trusted no, no, no. As, as pieces. And, pieces he didn't trust in their basketball acumen and talent. Yeah, but but I, so you going, with like, you've been here a long enough time. When you going to get somebody that you do trust? Right. Even offensively, Joker kind of knows he's better at situational basketball than Joel Embiid is. Because, I mean, because there's a lot of times Embiid had little dudes switched on him, and he still wouldn't go lower to get better position. I mean, if you got Marcus Smart leaning on you or even try to front you, because I had somebody, somebody was trying to tell me, oh, B can't even post up Marcus Smart. I'm like, no, on this particular play that we're talking about, Marcus Smart tried to front him, and Tobias Harris didn't make the pass and took it to the other side of the court and then tried to make, you know, ultimate no-no. You can't make a post pass from the opposite side of the court. So, yeah. you know, sometimes fans are going to be too too hard on them. But if I'm, if I'm Joel and I got somebody like Marcus Smart trying to front me, I am laughing. Please just throw the ball up and let me do what I do. But when he's out on the perimeter and they switch and he got one of these little guys on him, even when he gets the ball and he turns the face up, it's going to be harder to dribble against a Marcus Smart than it is a Robert Williams. So it's like, yeah. like we, we, just, we just hurt ourselves. Offense looks stagnant all the time. We standing around making bad passes. Boston just standing back waiting for the shot clock to run out. It just looked bad at times, and you, you got to put that on no. coaching. But, you know, Doc is out. Will Doc yeah. get another job? I mean, top 15. Hope not. <laughs> yeah, top 15. All right, so they said on the Sixers' radar, Monty Williams, Nick Nurse, of course, because of Maury and Harden, uh, Mike D'Antoni. Um, no. Who else did they say? I heard – I even heard J.J. Reddick's name. And, of course, you hear Sam Cassell. But Sam Cassell's name is more of people saying it might be time to give Sam a chance. I don't necessarily see Sam's name coming up and what they're going to do. But Maury has to agree with that when, when asked about it because he's been on the staff for a little while, and he always seemed to be the, the next guy up, and he still hasn't gotten his shot yet. Um, out of those guys, you know, what, what would y'all like to see in Philly if you – even gave it. I'd like to see Sam. I am. I say you. Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm with Nick, both of you. I'm Nick like Nurse, for me it's between Sam, yeah. Nick Nurse, and maybe if you can try to pry like a Jay Wright out of retirement. And I'm not even one of them guys that just think just because you were good in college you can be good in the league. But I think because of his Philly roots, it might be worth a shot. Shit don't work. Canada. Yo, but only person I heard mention Nick Wright is Dev. <laughs> so, uh, the boy Jay. Yeah, no, he he's not a part of the search, but I'm saying. I mean, yeah, know, Jay Wright, I'm sorry. You always got to, if you're in Philly especially. All right. Since, you know, dude, I mean, well, I got a curveball. We're going to do Jay Wright. Let's, 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 let's really make history. Let's bring Dawn Staley in. Hey. <laughs> hey, put her name in there too. She can't do no, put her name in there too. Goes, I bet you. Boy, I bet you make, make a she gonna make a meat sandwich. I was about I was about to tell, I was about to say on the real. I ain't trying to be cliche. I ain't trying to pander to nobody. Don Staley would have this team tougher than Doc did. If not better, Man, they you would ain't at never least lied, be tougher. Dog. They would at least be That's tougher. Don Staley got he, a North Philly mentality. I've heard her talk. Yes, she does. And, yes, she like, does. And, like, I can they tell they my gonna, players they, play for her. They might, no, they, they but she would, might go she down, be too, but they're going to be beating Cats 70 to 60. Right. She they're going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. She'd be too hard on Embiid, man. She might yeah. make and Embiid that's, cry. Right. And that's, and that's true. So and that's what I'm saying, though. She might get him out of town. They need a coach that, the, you know, everybody's trying to be, you know, trying to be the player coach. You need somebody that's going to tell this dude, this is how we playing. This is where I need you to go. We we can be versatile. We can switch things up. But when they switch, you know, when they adjust and they got dudes, you know, making a wall for you 25 feet away from the basket, then we got to get you closer to the basket. We're not going to sit there and keep doing the same yo, thing. Yo, all that, all that dribbling, all that dribbling from the, from the high post. To get nah, I ain't, I ain't with it, and I'm not against. I told you it's it's, it's think, cute in the regular season, it's, man. It's yeah, it's cute. Skills I, I think, in the regular I think season. Can, that shit ain't gonna work Bull in the second can, round of the playoffs. I think Bull can shoot, so I think he needs to spend time with Rashid. Let Rashid teach him. Listen on the trail, on the trail. If it's open, you can let it fly, and if it ain't open and you don't let it fly, get your big dumb ass down on the block, dog. I'm yeah. not mad at him shoot because he's shooting. But, but B, I'm telling you, you keep like, you keep referring That's to like. That's not his problem right now, though. What you right. saying ain't his problem. I'm like, because the thing, he shoot more mid range jays than anything. He hits you with the rhythm dribble and pull up, and rhythm it's almost dribble, automatic. Jab, jab, pull it's up, almost automatic taking... until a great team adjusts on that shit. Adjust, I'm taking that mid post shit out. Like, yo, no, because great defenders are gonna lock that shit up. No, get your big dumb ass it's down there, man. <laughs> in the words of in the words of Sauce Money, man, he was hitting the high post like Hakeem. Problem <laughs> is, was that was that Jazzo? I don't know, might have been Jazzo. But either way, um, problem is he be nailing it till his ass get tired. <laughs> yo, but then when he gets tired, that thing is off, and he's still trying to get me like, yo, yo, Hakeem, Hakeem was in impeccable, impeccable shit. Hakeem was fasting. This ball don't fast, man. Listen, well, right, so look, right, ain't gonna lie. <laughs> this is the quote of the week. Me and James, we can't win alone. That's why basketball is played five on five. We need everybody to find ways to be better. As Joel Embiid, after the game seven loss to Boston, um, social media, Philly fans, everybody went crazy because it sounded like Joel Embiid was getting his Donovan off, um, throwing other people. Under the, bus. under the bus. Now, he was looking at it there. 
definitely sounds that way. But it was also be it was also a, a a situation that you know of all too well. You know, remember they got me on the news, and I was trying to put on for the ball because he got in trouble, and they picked the worst thing I said. I talked for like a minute. They picked the worst half a sentence I said and put it on the news, and I look like a judgmental snitch. <laughs> this is kind of that situation because he said a whole lot more. He talked about how he needed to be better and all of this kind of stuff, and then they, they cut it down to the sensational part. Now, even as I tell you that, though, does it make any difference to y'all? Because at the end of the day, he said more, but he still said this part. So is it Yo, bad, or whole, do you have to the take the thing. context? I heard up? the whole thing. Right. I heard the whole thing, and I was trying to shoot him bail, but to me it's still bad. And another thing about it is it's like you like, left the way this part they out. lost. You know what I mean? The way they lost and the way he communicates and talks, it just it when they lose, it becomes annoying. Uh, me and James, like if you win and that's cool. When you lose, you just want to punch him in the face anyway, and then you sound this, you just sound ridiculous because you just went out there and like didn't show no heart. So when you add the emotions into how he sounds and what he said, like yo, just I yo, <laughs> like sometimes he, dog, you see better off just like look, I gotta get better. You got an Andy Reid. Just gotta, keep it at know, that because that's what they expect from leaders. You know what I'm saying? That's what they expect. Yeah. He, he might not have put to put it like all it. on you. He might be like, hey, these bulls garbage, man. I'm going to say something, but just don't. Just so don't. Why shoot James Bell? James ain't did nothing that good. Right, right, right. Of all people, at least shoot Maxie some Bell. <laughs> he shot James Harden. No. He so, shot him Bell. I guess the bull got him a Rolex. He's like, yo, bull got me a Rolex. Right. So, so my thing is this. <laughs> like, after hearing the whole thing, hearing the context, it didn't hit the same way for me. But like Jim just said, just leave it out, though. Just leave it out because you're giving them the opportunity to cut the interview however they want to cut the interview, and they're going to make you look however they want to make you look. Um, Joel, in my opinion, has never been the most articulate dude anyway, and that's probably because of the language barrier. You know, he hasn't been in the country all that long. Like, I thought his MVP speech was brutal. I was sitting there, like, tense the whole time, like, oh, my God. I was, like, cringing, like, this got to be over. Um, so I don't really expect much from him when he goes up there. So I would rather him just keep it short and keep it moving because the more he talks, the more he's going to shoot himself in the foot. So, and, and Buddy you know, overall, he didn't hit y'all like, like the bull hit y'all. But at the end, and what they were able to pull out, it sounded like he all he said was, I left the field with a lead. <laughs> That's all it sounded like he said. <laughs> yo, I, all, I, all I know is when I was in the field, he had a lead. Yo, that's the worst. That, yo, you know what? I got to find that clip because I'm going to use that in a class about management. That's the worst management. Like, that. I know, I know I people that teach management in college got to use that clip as part of a class. Like, I've never seen the the like that's yo in terms of leadership, that's like the lowest form of leadership Jim? I think I've ever seen. I haven't heard it in a long time, so I'm like just because of how we feel about Donovan, like I wonder how much we've changed it over the years. We're gonna go back. I know, and go, I know, oh, I know. We probably remixed it over the last forty years. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely probably remixed it. I gotta uh, find it though, yo. I, I definitely gotta find it. Donovan a bitch. You definitely do them under the bus. Yo, That's the thing, though. Somebody I looking out for Bordeaux, because I've Googled that before, and I can't find it. 
Like, I can't even find I, I it. You know what? I don't think anybody but us made a big deal out of it. Because I can't even find an article with the subject. Like, <laughs> as far as, yeah. like, the media is concerned, nobody knows he said that except for the people who used to be frustrated with him. Nobody knows that he ever did that. Listen, like, man. We could tell somebody now, and they can be like, what you talking about? <laughs> I used to th- I used to think that, like, stuff can't be swept off the net. Like, once it's there, it's there until, like, but LeBron learned me otherwise, man, because, you know, all the scandals with, like, you know, young ladies he supposedly, allegedly power right. bomb, his wife getting power bombed by other players. Like, right. they kind of got and, swept and all off. And all we hear is 20 years, no scandal. Like, damn, LeBron be wiping our minds like men in black. He got one of them flashy things. Yeah, yeah. Every woman <laughs> in his family didn't drop it like it's hot. And we, but somehow that just gets wiped off the – No anyway. scandal. No scandal. Right. Shout out to Brian for being powerful. Your power is like no other. Yeah. All right, so um, our stat of the week. And this Saturday. is the last we're going to say about these jabronis. Doc Rivers has Doc lost Rivers. an NBA record in 32 closeout games. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record seven series when leading three games to two. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 10 game sevens. Doc Rivers has lost an NBA record 12 series when holding a series lead. Doc Rivers is ass. (laughs) That's that's all I get out of that. And I'm telling y'all, who have not listened to our show in in 13 years, anybody who comes on and hears this, now you're going to think that we're jumping on the wave. It was, we knew about that. We had conversations about Doc Rivers before we were podcasters. So that was prior to 2010. Like, we talked about Doc Rivers when they were winning a championship with the Celtics. We didn't really believe it then because Doc was on the verge of losing his second job in just a few years before they got lucky and got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. (laughs) After that, Doc's fortune and his history changed. Now they're talking about Doc, a top 15 coach of all time. I'm like, coach of what? (laughs) Life coach? Got it. (laughs) All right, so – um. Real quick, uh, like we said, the, the conference finals are, are among us. The, the, the Nuggets lead the Lakers one game to none. The Heat, yo, in a, an amazing comeback, lead the Celtics one game to zero. Like when I first turned that game on, because I didn't watch it from the beginning because I'm still having a hard time watching basketball. But y'all know me. Like, I'm still going to sit there. At some point, I'm going to turn it on. I turned it on. Celtics had a good – 14, 15 point lead. I'm like, oh, here we go. Celtics down now. They just going to cruise. Turn it off for a little while. I turn it back. The Heat got a double figure lead and then ends up winning the game. So, yeah, the Heat's not going to be an easy out for anybody. Anybody. No, dog. But if you guys realize the, the, the conference finals, the final four is the exact same that they were in the bubble <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. Bubble fine, bubble run back. It's the bubble run back. This is the bubble run back. And everybody, you know, their whole thing this week was, uh-huh, and y'all told us the bubble didn't count. Okay. No, nobody said they, they weren't good teams. <laughs> we just said it was a bubble. I was never on that way anyway. I, I, you I honestly believe the bubble was probably one of the more difficult times to play. So I actually yeah. 
put more stock in the bubble than most people. I, I, I thought, I, I don't know. I think, I think the difference lies just like it does outside of the bubble. I think the difference lies in like superstars versus role players. I think the bubble for a role player was, was that much greater because there's not, there's no pressure for the role player. You know what I'm saying? Superstars, they're used to getting a certain level of attention before, during, after games that, frankly, some of them, Paul George, they couldn't handle. You know, not having the outside world, they couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? Some dudes like going places after the game. Going just going back up to your room was boring to them. So I think it depended on where and what your level was because we had a lot of – not a lot, but, you know, we had some, quote, unquote, regular dudes going crazy in the bubble. <laughs> um, I Devin Booker is not a regular dude, but he, yeah, Devin Booker is not Jamal a regular Murray, dude, show y'all. but Devin Booker took that next step in the bubble. Jamal Murray, he was closer to being a regular dude than Devin Booker was, but he took a couple of steps in the bubble. So, yeah, I, I just think it depended on who you were, you know what I mean? Some of them dudes Let me ask you a question. Do you still use... do you still think do you still think right now, twenty twenty three, those dudes are far apart? Like if I told you that you if you had to pick one of them, I mean I think that you probably would pick Booker. But how big of a gap is it between say Booker and Jamal Murray right now? Hmm. I I don't think there's much of a gap. For some reason Jamal Murray just doesn't get the props of being you don't get the type of stuff. You don't get the pub. You don't yeah. get the pub that Booker I mean, he, does. Because probably he in Denver, get to me. get pub, you got to be an MVP. Like, they're not just, yeah, I mean, you know. If, if you're not on that level, to find a new barber. For Denver. he got yeah. one of the worst lines in the league. Like, he need a new barber bag. <laughs> he got one of them. In the worst one. Because, you know, Devin Booker in the shop. I think there's limitations in Devin Booker's game that he will likely never overcome. I, I think Jamal is more of a diverse player in what he does, the way he does it. And Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I saying Devin Booker ain't got no handle. <laughs> he, it's yeah, better. Basically. It's better. His, his off-the-dribble Yo, game but has he gotten better. Spot, he's, not, he's not clay. You know what I mean? He's not Clay. He, he get to his, yo, he get to his spot, though. So he can get his shot Clay, yo, he got Clay said, yo, dribbling is corny. But it's, to me, it's like because he was such a fan, they like to compare him to Kobe, and I don't see Kobe at all in Devin Booker. I don't. I just don't. Nah. <laughs> like, truthfully, I see more Kobe in, in Jamal Murray than Devin Booker, but since that was his guy, they're going to compare him to Kobe, and I just don't see – the comparison, besides the numbers, you know, actually scoring, putting the numbers up. But uh, yeah, we'll but see. I, I just, but both of them dudes got off in the bubble. They both cooked this year in the playoffs. So we got the bubble run back. Um, although, with yeah. that being said, though, I think that the Lakers, the one thing I was thinking of, I was thinking about the bubble Lakers playing the Nuggets, and this going to sound crazy. You know, it's not a hot take, really, but it's going to sound crazy. But I think one of the things the Lakers were missing this series that they had in the bubble against the Nuggets was Dwight Howard. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, I'm telling people understand that that backup center coming off the the bench, man. You 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 need. But when they had the success, when they had the success with Joker, is when they kind of did the same thing they did now. But Dwight Howard was that body to like lean on Joker and let AD play off the ball. 
Shit, so they had two of them. You know, yeah. Shaq clowned both yeah. of these balls, but they had Howard and JaVale McGee. They had two of them. And that know? was, the to me, that might be the difference in this season versus the bubble season is those two guys, even though, like I said, people may clown it because it was Dwight Howard and JaVale, and both of them are easily clowned. Because right. you see now, Jim, after game one, they think Rui Hachimura is their best shot. Now, I think I think Joker and Michael yeah. going I think they're going to, you know, get that yeah, out of their minds gonna, real gonna quick. If, yeah. if they are who I think they are, they're going to cook something up. So there's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of uh, chess playing in this series. But I just think that um, – They're going to call boy from back, Taiwan. Is it too late to add somebody? Yeah, for sure. So Dwight, get your dumb ass over here. Because he had his greatest season ever in Taiwan. He was hooping. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo he's seem, he seemingly having fun, too. He over there clowning folks in the league. I'm like, yo, uh-huh. what they saying you over there, cuz? Uh-huh. He over there like Joel, He dribbling, shooting J's. He getting it in. All right, so yeah. y'all do, do y'all want to make a prediction on these real quick before we move on? Like, y'all think the, who y'all no. think going to win these series? Let's make our prediction I, I still next think go, I think it's going to be Denver and Boston, but... The Heat ain't no hoe, and yeah. you can never count out LeBron and Anthony Davis when they're healthy. So, as you know. You know, it's just going to be hard. Like, for me, uh, you know, I think a Nuggets, like, Anthony Davis scored 40 and, like, what did he put up, 40 and 15, something crazy, and y'all lost? Like, jeez. Yeah. The Nuggets can't lose game two, in my opinion. They can't split. Yeah. If they split at home, I think they're in trouble. If they go back to yeah. L.A. 2-0, I like I'm I have a feeling like LA will win the next one and you think it's going to be on par but I think Denver will like win game 4. That's how I think it would go if they don't blow tonight's game. They blow tonight's game, all bets are off. Y'all can't let Well, let me ask you another question though. Get, There's get, something else uh, I've been thinking about too. That's that's mm-hmm. a little different this playoff than others. What do you guys think about the every other night format? How do you think that's going to change what happens in these series? They ain't getting no time. Dog, even on travel days, they don't get an extra day. I was about to say, I actually, you know, I like it, but, you know, players these days, they definitely don't be wanting to play <laughs> that quickly. Um, as a fan, you know, I like it because, you know, you can count on basketball every other night. And while there's two series going on, you can count on basketball every night. So as a fan, I like it. I'm pretty sure as a as if I was a 2023 basketball player, you know, I would I would want to rest. Word I've grown to hate. <laughs> I would want to rest an extra night. At least when we're switching cities, good. rest the extra night. But. Good thing, good thing, uh, a good thing the Clippers didn't make it because Kawhi would have saw this schedule and be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> like I ain't doing this. We got we just ain't gonna do this another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to do this another time, yo. Like, yo, Kawhi does that the whole night, season, yo. They're like, Kawhi, you know, season starting. Man, we got to do that shit another time. Yo, because think about <laughs> it, right? In the past, when you had a travel day, you had to travel from one. And the good, the good thing is we're going from Denver to L.A. and we're going from Miami to Boston. But let's just say that right. it was, you know, Not too the, Mavericks, the Mavericks. Let's say it was like the Mavericks and the Warriors. That's a long track. Like, yo, y'all going to do every right. other night? Like, y'all drawing. So I'm wondering what the schedule for the finals will be since, you know, those are going to be teams that are farther away from each other. I wonder if it's going to change yeah. knowing that, you know, it's going to be farther travel than that. So that's – See, but this is – these little interesting yeah. – these little parts of the game, is which is why it's interesting when you um read NBA history because we always look at it in a vacuum like such and such won the championship – this is the MVP, he averaged this. And the nuance is like, 
the fact that some seasons they get two games, two you know, it's a game every like three days, and now this season is every other night. You missed yeah. out on that, and that can have an effect on a team. Like some of these teams are over. Yeah, definitely can. No, that's that's definitely a good good point. Like I said we need to watch out for that. I wonder if there's any complaining going on from the Lakers about that since they old. Well, yeah, not as a whole yeah. team, but you know, they're they're starting. Yeah, I mean, you know, Brian old as hell. Yo, why Shaq? I'm I'm sorry, guys. Why Shaq say that uh, Ben Simmons and Julius Randle need to go to Taiwan? <laughs> Your man called them over there too, though. I mean, the white yeah. the white called them over there. He told them come on over. Dwight, I mean, he Dwight called out him. Yeah, he called out KD. He called out everybody that who supposedly underperformed in the playoffs. Come on over here, Dwight KD. over there enjoying life. Dwight mm-hmm. over there enjoying life, getting all the pussy he wants. Getting, getting a lot of massages. Getting his Deshaun Watson on. All right, yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be the Nuggets and the Celtics. But, you know, just like I tell you, every round, I ain't really – this is one of those – if you want to talk about NBA parody, this is one of those seasons. Like, I don't – I'm not 100% sure or confident in any of the picks I've made thus far. But, Jim, what yeah. happened this week while everybody was on the Grizz Nye? There's a big story out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Tobias, we'll get to you in a minute. I know you, you're trying to get on while you're on the Grizz Nye. It's brought to you by Digital Extreme Tech. You need a custom website. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and just go, yeah, and they will take care of you. Shout out to Digital Extreme Technologies. Um, story is Ja. Rastafari, um, you know, is back toting pistols. Um, How is sounds that an crazy, addiction? but yeah. How's that an addiction? Flashing guns on IG lives is an addiction. This is the world we live in now, though. Like we've always had crazy addictions, but mental health. Though social media in there, you knew it was only a matter of time that you know the addictions were going to start hitting that. Like, like in our lifetime. I've added the word, the term sex addict to my vocabulary. I'm like, how is sex addict? Everybody likes to smash a little something. Like, and we all sex addicts. Like, I always thought that was ridiculous. Right, I always thought that was ridiculous. Like, So now we got more ridiculous titles out here. We we got IG Live gun addicts or, or whatever they're going to end up calling Ja. But you can't be serious, man. We just did this a month or two ago. He was, you know, he's, he was away from the team for a while. He came back and made what seemed like a heartfelt, well, it didn't really seem like it, but he made a supposedly heartfelt apology and was supposed to work on himself and he was going to be better and this is not him and all of that stuff. Yo. So here we go again. Here we go because, again. Because Ja comes, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Because Ja comes from a middle-class, two-parent home, a.k.a. Clarence, he is well-versed in speaking adult. I was going to say speaking white people, but no, I ain't going to even go there. I'm going to say speaking adult. He's very similar to Josh Gordon. So he fools you 
with how articulate he is and how well-meaning and seemingly sincere. They don't mean none of that shit. I know, because I used to be like, I see that boy. Like, I, I guess, and, and I know that I need to change. And see, he speaks, he speaks pretty well. So he had, he had a commitment. Over fool, had him fool. And, and if anybody out there doesn't know what we're talking about, one of Ja Morant's friends was uh, doing a, a live on IG. He puts the camera on Ja. Ja pulls the gun and flashes the gun like he did in the club in Denver, you know, when he got in trouble before. Um, this is one thing. Now, I'm not saying that he is hanging around the right people. You know, he, I'm pretty sure he's hanging with a lot of yes men, a lot of hangers on. But that was the first thing everybody jumped on. But honestly, they were, you know, they were saying, you know, you got these guys who are going to encourage that and let you do that and blah, 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 because they don't have anything to lose. Honestly, if you saw the video, when Judd dumbass flashed the gun, dude tried to quickly put the camera down. So even if dude is a hanger on, like he know where his meal ticket is coming from, and he knows that Josh tripping in that actual moment. So maybe overall you can do that and say that, but for this particular instance, you got to give his friend a little bit of props because he tried to, you know, he tried to fix the situation immediately. So his homie mom probably probably telling him like, you need to stop hanging around that job, dude. Man, he's a bad influence on you. Job (laughs) probably a bad influence. He definitely is. A lot of so, times we look at dudes because of their, their salary and everything and want to put them in a certain box where he might be the bad friend you don't want to be around. But here's the thing, right? So initially when this happened, you know, I was like everybody else. I was I was getting ready to cook up some memes. I had some jokes. But the more I sat on it, Paul, the more I I, I, I started feeling sorry no. for because I really believe this might be a mental illness, yo. Because it, I'm not even – all right, so he comes from a two-parent household, suburbs, that whole nine. But I know a lot of demons that I come mean, from two-parent household suburbs. Honestly, they used to come into the hood from like, two-parent household Jim, suburbs who became even more demons. They became even bigger yeah. demons because they felt like they had to. But you so, said you feel like technically like, stupidity has always been a mental illness. Like, if you're stupid, you got mental yo, problems. Yo, but I, like, think, I, think, I think this whole – this whole – Jasmine uses an example. Like, I think he might be a like addict. Yo. A social addict, and then I saw somebody say something. I was like, "That's that's crazy." Because first of all, a new NBA young boy album drop. That's his favorite artist, you know. What Kwame Kwame City, the whole nine. And Whoa. it's like, well, Kwame called him NBA dumb boy, but uh, <laughs> but NBA young boy dropped. NBA dumb boy. So they in the car. Kwame they in the car listening to the new album. Listen, I know how it was when the new Mob D when Hell on Earth came out. I sat in the car, listened to it. You know, I weighed finger guns though. I wasn't on pulled camera waving. Pulled your hammers. Like, you know. Pulled your yeah, hammer, I, pulled the the finger, I pulled the finger guns out. Like, you know how many finger guns come out, man? You know what I mean? Well, prodigy, prodigy hit you with a line, you got to pull the finger gun out. But um, so I started feeling sorry for Bull because, like, I, I understand the, like, tough love and, like, the whole thing of you got to just know better and all the stuff that the folk, like, the old head try to do, like, you know, even though that's based on Eurocentric values, but that's either here nor there. We ain't got time to get into that. But dude might really need help because yeah. – Everything that people are saying is true. You got too much to lose. All this money's on the line, but he has to know that. I mean, he's not stupid, but somehow his decision making is still one where this—I don't know—it's the music or whatever it is that's driving him to do this. This is a real illness, yo. Like, and I ain't gonna front. People try to tell him like why he shouldn't do this. Is... Like he knows this. 
Music is definitely influential. I mean, last night at my son's baseball game, the you know, the people who had the speaker out was playing Annie up between innings. So I had to walk away from everybody because I didn't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> That's what I'm I had to walk away from I had to walk away from, you know, everybody sitting in the in the audience because I didn't want to hurt nobody. You know, you play Annie up, like something might happen to you. So so yeah, I get it. And Jai, you only twenty two or twenty three or whatever you are, but dude, at some point, like you like you said, he might end up being used as an example. But this dude has the world yeah. like right in front of him, right in his hands. Like the are getting part. older. So they started to move you into that spot, one of those spots. You just got your signature signature shoe. Like Mm-hmm. Like I haven't heard anything yet, but I can I can pretty much guarantee you Nike about to put that on hold. Some of the other yeah, people are like waiting to see what the suspension uh, looks like. I think the buyers put in the chat earlier today or yesterday that they t- is not on the site right now. See, wow, see? I'm, I'm salty because you know I wanted so, to get one for my for my son, even though Wilbon said he's not I'm, letting his son wear. Man, I'm gonna keep it a a thou wow man, and you you made a point right. Where Jaws hanger on her, his yes man. It might be Ja, right? Right. And we just always want to blame them. Ja might to the be point. Them. To no, the point that they, you they made. They the ones pulling out. They the ones pulling out hammers, dog. <laughs> to, to 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 the point you made. Sometimes the the suburban demon is the worst demon because they are. The they worst have demon. that. They have that imposter Shit, that complex. Yeah. They got that imposter complex, so they got to go extra hard to prove that they, you know, whatever, right? And then when down. I examine this this circumstance and situation with, with him, I feel like looking at the crimes, I don't know if you guys have looked at the cases, like the issues. It's always Ja bullying someone lesser. It ain't him head up or rumbling with security. It ain't him. It's him beating up a little kid flashing a gun. It's him going yeah. in Foot Locker threatening an employee. <laughs> it's him, it's him no, it's, pulling it's bu- it's bully and putting behavior. a beam. It's bully behavior. It's bully, it's bully behavior. The one thing that I always respected in our twisted, in our twisted and stupid logic, or I'll speak for myself, is as wild as Bubba Chuck was, Yo, Bubba Chuck was trying to fight 230-pound men. Bubba Chuck was trying to – Bubba Chuck looked in the mirror, and he didn't see what he was. He saw something different. It wasn't <laughs> trying to be bully behavior. It, was bully be- it wasn't bully behavior. Like, he was trying to go climb mountains and rumble. Like, he was trying to bully Shaq. John <laughs> tries to find little folks, insignificant folks, and show them how big and how tough – so – Yo, but AI used to buck the system. AI wasn't out here trying to like be um, part of Yo Gotti's entourage. AI was just bucking no. the system of these are bucking rules. The, I don't yeah, want to follow the rules. He was just wild. He was I don't bucking follow the, the rules. It was never. Yeah, it was never this. So I don't like the AI comparison, but I'm seeing something in his character, even in the way. Like, all right. It's Here. different than I heard oh. Ja beat up a a a, a two hundred and fifty pound you know linebacker or it's him picking on smaller 
all of the incidents are him picking. But, but you know what, B? What he's doing now is starting to get more dangerous because, shoot, Jim, somebody posted it in the um, the chat. Like, you got gang members out yeah. here now, like, calling him out Looking for, him. for throwing yeah. up gang signs oh, yeah. during the game yeah. and, and, and his behavior and all that kind of stuff. And like, yo, you know, if you really want to come down here and, and, and live this life, you know what I mean? But if not, Dog, you I know, saw, stop I faking. Saw like, you got 200 members, million. Like, you ain't got to do that. <clears throat> like, we live this every day. And and when they Dog, start I talking like that. Gang, I, I saw multiple. Yeah. Here's the thing, Dev. Multiple mm-hmm. gang members have made videos. Because, first of all, when the first dude did it, they saw him get traction. So now all the all the dudes picking their flags up, like, oh, I can go viral too? Because the other thing is, they like attention too. Right. So mm-hmm. now you got all these gang members all around the world who are looking at you like a meal, and you know mm-hmm. they like, look, you want to claim thug? Like, what you giving back? That's what dude was like. You want to end up paying the Crips for the rest of your life? Like, <laughs> you had to pay them to be out here. Yo, like so it's like he's inviting. Right. He's inviting. You learn from energy. Chris. You learn from Chris Brown. <laughs> Yo, he's inviting a certain energy that just you just don't have to. You don't need that energy around you, dog. Like energy is real. I, so as, as many jokes as I wanted to get off on his expense, I'm actually worried about the young boy because he is a talent. And then I look at the thing where everybody want to blame his pop and the people around him. But I know, like, Daddy you know, from, from trying to help young boys in my family and young boys in the neighborhood, sometimes you can't tell young these young kids something. Like, yeah. like no. some people hey, you can tell them that the yeah, yeah, Jim, you talk, Jim, you talking Jim. about Daddy Ja? They blaming Daddy yeah, Ja? Daddy Ja. Like, so here's what I'm saying. Be awesome. What I'm saying, I know, I, know, I know where you're getting ready to go, but what I'm saying is, I've seen people with, with their fathers, right, who have two yep. kids, and they get the same amount of attention, love, whatever it may be. And some of them are just bad seeds. The other one may be doing amazing <laughs> in life, doing everything the right way, and the other one is like a demon seed. Like, job might be the they, demon seed. Everybody want to blame everybody around this, him. Might just be him. They've had this dialogue. They've had this dialogue, Jimmy, and you are absolutely right. I get it. You are 100% right. But I still am knocking T. And we don't know what type of conversations he is having with his son behind the scenes. But what the conversation has shifted to is Ja has become the breadwinner and provider of his family. So it feels like T has just fallen back and become a part of the entourage where he's more like Ja's brother and friend than his dad. Yeah, I can I mean, see which I, I could never do. You know I mean, I could be proud of my kid. We can I, yo, hang. I could, I, I, I could take his money, but I'm yo, still always gonna be I your father. I, I, I can go ahead and speak for myself, and I'm pretty sure that I can speak for death. I will whoop my son's <laughs> ass. I don't care if he has 250 million, and I got to go be homeless because he's mad that I whooped his ass. I'd rather be homeless on the corner and accept not a dime and do the right thing in fathering him. He's going to have to shoot me. He's going to have to shoot me because yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in but, that. All right, so oh. I, I, and I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, B, but I'm saying, like, people aren't looking at this entire story. So, so, so on the one hand, people say, Jai was raised in the birds of a two-parent household. T did that. T already provided. T provided, hey, and T put them in a place where he can't grow up in the birds. Like so, T. Jim, first of all, right? first of all, Austin tripping though, because I'm gonna make sure my bank account cool before I whoop his ass. Cool before then I'm gonna whoop his ass. ass. I ain't gonna be home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I ain't gonna uh, be home. I mean, but what, but what I'm saying, I'm gonna go check saying, them accounts. 
and then I'm gonna go whoop his ass. I'm 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 saying I'm saying <laughs> that's the level that I'm willing to go to nah, as I'm a saying, dad. Yeah, I'm just playing. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it, I, I get it, but, but but here's the thing, right? When you when you raise your boy, right? You 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 hope that you've done enough where he's making right decisions. At some point, you're gonna like you, you what you gonna do to a 24? How old is John? You you are 23. You you right? Yeah. No, you're I right. mean, I know where you're going. John might just be one of them right. people like you just can't tell me shit right now. I I make the money. That's what. I listen, know. I got listen. A lot I got, of people I got one of my one of my one of my nephews. One of my nephews. One of my nephews literally just came home, right? And, and I and I tell him all the time, like, dude, like, I can tell you all the right things. I can show you all the right things. I was like, but when you make decisions, when your ass got to go sit down, I ain't got to go with you. Your dumb ass is going to be the one. You, you, your dumb ass is going to be there. So it's like, you know, you're grown now. You're in your 20s. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's only so Yo, much you get. Especially right. when you talk, you, 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 you talk about it. You're listen, not. You talk about a 24-year-old. With two hundred million, dog. It you're don't not, matter like not if his pop, his mom. You're not wrong. But well, as he could a have dad, two hundred million if he ain't flashed the gun the first time. Now he only got like one night. Yeah, we're talking but, about we're talking about a young boy who grew up in IG culture, right? Who already don't hear you, right. and then you give him a hundred million. Y'all favorite, y'all favorite, <laughs> y'all favorite homie. <laughs> is 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 Levar Ball going for it? Is Levar going for it? He got them. Yeah, he they got already, his boys they already, scared. They're already to get eighty-six. Him, but when Levar had control, they ain't had no tattoos. They don't, they don't <laughs> care about Levar. No, the tattoos. The tattoos but, is one thing. They had to get that. Tattoos and tattoos and, and, and flashing, flashing guns. guns. Is no, a little, a little different. Like you no, know, I'm, I'm not comparing it too. But what I'm saying like, is, I don't feel like he has complete control over his boys either. That's all I'm saying. But they're grown men. That's the thing. They're grown men. No, it's not, Jimmy. It's not a complete control thing. It's just that you can make bad decisions, but there's a line in the sand of bad decision making. Like, yo, you, there's just certain shit the you're not going to do. Like, and the reason I'm shooting to you a little bit of bells because everybody that I see talk about this always talk about what's his father saying. We're just making the assumptions that dude isn't cussing him out every day. Who or he hasn't already put hands on him. We don't know what he's done. We're just speculating. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, just because he does all this, went upside his just head, because he does but... all this, doesn't mean that John ja, ja gonna do something different. He could be a demon seed. Some of these kids, and, whatever. And no John ja got enough do. money where he ain't got to see his pop. Like, come on. <laughs> Even if he his pop pay, live in his house, his pop a million, ja can go live a, in a, million a, a million a year and still disappear on him, huh? Yeah, so, I can go live in a hotel while they ain't like, man, my parents. Yeah, like, my I just don't, I just don't like the assumptions that boy ain't doing nothing. And the thing is, boy could be, could, could be completely doing nothing. Boy could have never caught him at all. Like, I don't know that, but I just, I, I would just assume that if you did raise him in that two parent household in the suburbs, that you, you, and you did, you know, he's going to pour into him in terms of helping him train and all that kind of stuff. So I would assume that you've had conversations with him. But the thing is, T also doesn't go in front of the media and say, "Hey, I'm talking." About, like, he just, you know, he stays stays out of it. Yeah. But at some point, at some point, he's going to have to accept full responsibility. In this whole situation, what I don't like is they blaming the friends. I've seen people blame the Grizzlies. They blaming T Morant. <laughs> None of these people are the ones with the behavior. <laughs> Dude, cut the camera on in the strip club on himself with his shirt off, pulling out a pistol. Dude, homie was just sitting there listening to music. He went and pulled the pistol out. Yo, if you watch the beginning of the video, like, there was no pistol there. He got hyped, listened to the music, and he's like, that's a finger gun. 
you know what I mean? And the crazy part is Youngboy wasn't even going off on the song like that. Like, the song was trash. And why you and why you got your shirt off in the club anyway? Data strippers, not you, dumb muff. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Know? They weird, man. Youngboy's weird. Hey, man, let me, get, get that boy help, man. He's too talented. Like, you know, he's yeah, one of the greatest uh, basketball players slash wrestlers of his time, man. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we got to... <laughs> I'm gonna pray for Ja, man. Hope Ja, cause they talking about giving that boy a whole season, yo. Yeah, he gonna get roofed. What do y'all think about his punishment? What kind of punishment you think? I don't know, but if they do that, like, how much can we really argue with it? I mean, because we just like yeah. it's like deja vu. We just I, I did can't, this. It's difficult. You just it's came difficult out saying stuff that people want to believe. This ain't me. I'm yeah. gonna do this. I'm, you know what I mean? Obviously you. So, you know it's it's, it's funny. It's, fun, it's funny, and and Jimmy, I, I I definitely want you to weigh in on this, and because I know you're gonna go like, what? These young boys don't respect shit anyway. But there's a certain part of me. We know who and what we were at at his age. So I give young boys the leeway to be dumbasses because I was. But what you're not gonna do is be disrespectful and insult my intelligence. And I feel like him mm-hmm. getting up there, just like Josh Gordon, it's like they insulted my intelligence with that routine, knowing goddamn well that you was just running, you was just running game, and you was going to go do the same thing anyway. So that's the part that really bothers we, me. We tried to understand his story. That part doesn't bother me for a different reason, because – it's like, mm-hmm. first of all, I think you cap anyway when he was talking. Like, I never believed him anyway because who, when he does this behavior, he's hurting nobody mm-hmm. but himself. It's his self-destructive behavior. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I, why, I, I didn't believe I, him, Jim, when he like, you know, that's not me. I'm trying to get help. I, but I believe that he was going to have enough control not to, like, because, you know, yeah. coming from my perspective, why do you even have to have control not to flash guns on camera? But, but that's why I think it's really something there. It again, it's really something else. There's something wrong where he needs control. It's something else, dog. Like it's because it's self-destructive. Like yo, all these things about these people and the family and all. Like yo, he's hurting himself. Like this is self-destructive behavior. Like bull just bull. No, somebody said bull just want to hoop. He never wanted the limelight and all this extra stuff. Like yo, bull just wants to hoop. <laughs> Yeah, that's too. Yo, that's the crazy part. The crazy <laughs> part about this, B, if you just waved finger guns and you wasn't on IG Live, we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't even know that you're waving guns around. You could right. be waving guns around your house all you want to, but you keep going on live and doing it. <laughs> like you, you, you want to share this with the world because I, like, so I, I, I just like it's self-destructive. But that's why I know, like, I'm, I just hope he gets help. Like, I don't know what help that he needs. Like. I, you know, he's a, maybe a like addict. Like, the, the, the social media thing, I keep telling y'all, man, if it was, this is like going to be one of the biggest phenomenons of our life right up there with crack cocaine and, and mass shootings. It's like, likes is, is he a like addict? Mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. Like, it's, 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 it's something different, man. Last question I got for y'all on this, though. What do y'all, what do y'all think about the people who who shooting John all kinds of bills talking about um, his Second Amendment rights? What do y'all think about those folks? Oh my God! Yeah, it's, I mean, it's completely, it's completely irrelevant, and it's people who are un who are unintelligent trying to make a connection that they can use for their their own political purposes. Because 
ultimately we're talking about the NBA as an employer. So this has nothing to do with his Second Amendment rights. You can carry a gun. You can do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? In ter- within the framework of the law, but if your job says don't bring the hammer to work or don't flash the hammer on you know media outlets because you're representing us, it's an image that's thing. Work. That's the job. It's about image. image. It's not thing. about that's the job. That's the policy. Arms. That's the policy of your Why employer. Not you know what, though, because Jim, that's kind of a cop out because. Nobody who's complaining about this says John Morant can't, couldn't, and shouldn't own firearms. It's just an image. You got a lot of kids that follow you, and what you want to show them every time you get on camera is, I got the hammer. Bars. Yo, it's gonna be cool. Wait, wait till somebody, wait till somebody go and shoot their school up and be like, well, I saw John with guns. They gonna blame him. Remember, remember when uh, Boy went and started it. shooting you know, the cops? You throw trash in the trash bin. Remember, remember like, Boy went and started the cops and blamed Tupac? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to be shooting Boy like, said, yeah, yeah, I listen to pop music, so I wanted to go shoot somebody. Yeah. But, yo, um, so so what y'all just said, what both of you guys articulated, I don't understand why people don't get that, right? Because even when it comes to free speech, they be like, I thought I had free speech. You, Yeah, that's from you're not being prosecuted, right? So you can <laughs> you can have your gun. You can say what you want. You're not being prosecuted. But it don't mean you can work at XYZ employer and say what you want and, you know, yeah, pull out your gun. people don't realize free speech doesn't extend to your job. It, it just doesn't. Free yeah, speech. like, you know. It, right to bear arms. Like, I can't, won't be, I can't walk up into the gig with a, with a, with a strap. <laughs> yeah, calling out Yakubi and pulling your gun out. Like, yo, what about my free speech and my right to bear arms? Right. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Y'all got to do better with that, yo. Yeah. Like, if you're going to sit here and talk about the law, get ready to get a job, yo. Yeah, because half of y'all sound like uninformed public defenders. And, and the crazy yeah. part is y'all know better too. Y'all just trying to first of all, people just be trying to like you know, be opposite for one, and and, and JJ Reddick's case, he's trying to get a gig, so yeah. we know what it is. Yeah, first of all, it's, it's so, crazy so, that JJ Reddick's name is popping up. Like damn, but I forgot they did the same thing with Nash and Kid and all these dudes got gigs and never had a coaching job. Shout out to him. You know they got the complexion for the connection, man. Um. Couple, couple things before we can get out of here, but we got you know I know Tobias is gonna cuss us out, but real quick though, um, draft lottery, uh, big Frenchie going to the Spurs, and he shot there, rigged as usual. That and and people, you know, y'all might say that I'm just saying it. Y'all go look in our, y'all can't look in our chat. We don't want you looking in there. But, but you know, as the as it was coming on, I asked Jim and him. I was like, y'all think there's gonna be any Tony Parker effect? With this, with this draft lottery, and it's not every single one, but I can run down stuff where you like, come on, man, what's the odds of that? What's the, you know, LeBron's from Akron, basically Cleveland, and Cleveland gets the number one pick. Derrick Rose is from Chicago. Chicago gets the number one pick. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton uh, played college ball in Arizona. Phoenix gets the number one pick. Like it. <laughs> Tony Parker and Boris Diaw, both ex-Spurs. Tony Parker, one of the greatest Spurs of all time, is this kid's mentor. And, they're, you know, they're both from France, just like him. Let's give the Spurs the number one pick. Popovich know how to, you know, deal with these 
foreign dudes. So it is what it is. But truth be told, you bring a talent like that into the league, there might not be a better situation you could put the dude in. You know what I mean? It's a very safe organization. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they'll be more exciting to watch with, with dude in the fold. But, you know, I don't think they were willing to send this dude who might be getting hype on the level of LeBron James when he came in. They're not going to send this dude to some dysfunctional city or this dysfunctional organization. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah, too he, much he, riding he, he on this the club. for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Houston right. throwing singles. They don't want that, and they right. ain't want they ain't want Lamelo to influence them. He go to Lamelo and he become an IG thought like Lamelo is. And and on the organizational yeah. level, they're the one organization that don't know what it's doing to burn the dude out and make him a bust. So, yo, my man Lamelo, my man Lamelo be on IG. My man Lamelo be on IG buying cars to match his fit. <laughs> Spending that money. <laughs> he, be, he be flashing yo. his whips. Instead of his hammers. <laughs> Yo, but but speaking of that though, man, speaking of the ball Flash brothers, my man, um, with the girls. <laughs> speaking of the ball brothers, man, Lonzo Ball is getting ready to have his third knee surgery. Um, and it's going to be a cartilage injury. transplant. Same knee. Going to be a cartilage transplant that's going to probably keep him out for at least most of next season. You want to just tell somebody to just go ahead and retire, but it's that boy dream, man. And he was just really be, coming into his Brandon own. Roy. Yeah, he was just coming into his own. There, I yeah, think the reason, they the reason they haven't called Tom a death yet is because, you know, medicine is a little better these days. So they're going to give him a chance before they roy him. <laughs> before they Brandon Roy him, they're going to give him a little bit of chance. So, boys but, are walking 999. Three surgeries. He ain't been on the court yet. Damn, Lonzo. Our last thing before we, uh, you know, move on is, um, Dev, you had a chance to watch the Shaq and Cap uh, TNT joint? Yes, sir. Uh, what was it called? Tough Love. Shaq and, Shaq yeah. and Kareem sat down and had like a 15-minute conversation. It was good. Um, yeah, it was. They were, they were getting off, you know, talking about some of them little microaggressions that they've directed at each other throughout <laughs> the last you know, 20, 30 years or so. Um, I didn't really know that it had gotten that contentious between them. Um, but Shaq, Yo, but I we, think in the conversation, you know, they were trying to talk it down and, you know, this is just what we do. No, you were offended. <laughs> you had issues with it. Um, he tried to even say, you know, that's why I used to get at Dwight because, you know, that's how y'all used to get at me. I thought that was yeah, funny, I, though. I think yeah, no, it definitely was funny, but I think it's a lot of like, like a lot of cleanup in this whole thing, even on Kareem's part. Like, I think it trying is. To make it but seem you know what? Like though, a lot I of it believe, was... I believe him a little bit. I believe mm-hmm. him a little bit with that though, Dev. Like, like because what he was saying is like what he from what like you know Bill Russell told him and what he saw when Kareem became that guy. Like Wilt kind of like talked down on him, like you know, and then when he became that guy, Kareem talked down. He's like, I thought that's what you're supposed to do to younger players. Cause I've heard other dudes say that too. Like, you know, you got to be accepted to, you know, in, in this in this kind of thing of ours. Like, you you can't just come in and be good, and we just going to praise you. We got to talk dirty to you. But yeah. and over Kareem time, didn't like because Shaq didn't Shaq didn't want to listen because when he came to the Lakers, they tried to get Kareem 
you know, train him and work with him and stuff. And Shaq wasn't interested in learning the skyhook, and he wasn't interested in, in all that. So Kareem basically stopped speaking to the boy. And it seemed like he not even just stopped yeah. speaking to him. He stopped liking him. So he must have took it real personal. They showed some footage yeah, of Kareem. Exactly. Like, look, I'm out Shaq I'm dominated I'm Kareem on the side that. like, fuck out of here. You got me. <laughs> you you know, that look because it's face. also one of the situations where, you know, Kareem is extra serious. Mm-hmm. And and very Shaq aloof and you know he's a much. different kind of dude and he told Shaq like yo I thought you was having too much fun. <laughs> How you tell somebody that though? That's, think about that sound. <laughs> yeah. yo, you having too You're much having fun. The time of your life, getting money, playing ball, dominating. You having too much fun, cuz. Yo, that sounds crazy, but I get what he's saying. But anyway, so now it was a good it was a good sit down, man. Like you know, um, I think it, it was it, a lot it, of it, it though. Was good. You're having too much fun and you haven't even won yet. Win first and then yeah. You know what I mean? do you but you rapping with food yeah but every but my last point on that is every time they show prime shack like those three years i always sit and get i kind of like pisses me off because like what if like when he finally decided to stop doing the other ish and just focus oh my god he was like as he would say it's like why couldn't they win with nick van and eddie jones and you know what I mean? And that squad, if you, if they got that Shaq, whew. Oh, my um, God. Like, so I know it's, the emergence of Kobe had a lot to do with their success and them getting over the hump, but come on. If, come on. Shaq would have took that a little more serious. Dog, even, like, even Paul's on this, but even his body in those three years was a different Shaq. Like, yeah, it was he different. Became chiseled it was different. In he was, yeah. He, he was just running through people, dog. Like, he... <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for Mutombo. He abused Mutombo, yo. Yeah. Shaq was that big and didn't have a lot of body fat in those three years. That did not have like, a lot of body fat. That was, was that was crazy. Yeah. Like, that, so every time they show that it's like a it's like a, a feeling of nostalgia, but also like you you big dummy. Like you realize what you could have done? <laughs> what you could have done? Yeah. You big dummy. Anyway, man, nah, so um, shout out to that, man. Last thing real quick before we move on is um, EA Sports College Football is coming back, but this time it's going to include names and likeness of uh, the players, and they're going to find a way to get them paid to a separate company. They're going to so, get that you know, bread. The players. I like it, man. Shout out to players. Bad, I'm not bag you know, I really too. a video game dude no more because I, I had one iteration of that game. That was a really good game. That was a really good game. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, it's coming back in 2024. It's going to be off the hook, and, you know, cats get to see themselves on it, and they get to get paid off their, their, their image and likeness. So shout out to everybody doing the right thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, so that's what happened this week while you were on the Grizz 9-8. All right. Uh, Tobias, I guess, I mean, you could blame Jim. He didn't get to you, man, but. We're going to give you a couple no, minutes. No, don't blame me. That's the Austin, y'all. Re- That's the Austin. Re- <laughs> we'll give you a couple minutes but right quick before we do that. I just want to tell y'all that this date in sports history is brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go get that. Written by the War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Um, greatest sports book ever written. So get your copy at sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or amazon.com. I'm watching a PGA event, and I think Bull just fell in the water. Or he had to go play it out of the water. Something happened. Boy, trying to I saw um, Tobias posted <laughs> the kicks that were pulled off the website on our group chat. And these y'all yeah. fire. I don't even wear Nike. They are. That's not fire. even. 
what he posted, I haven't even seen that colorway. The colorway I saw was 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 like a uh, like a baby blue, like a sky blue with some acne. Oh, his 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 kicks are fire, man. Well, one of my players got Damn, it. Damn, you know these kids spoiled as hell. They get them right away. But uh, this date in sports history, May 18, 2001, a 101-year-old golfer, Harold Spilson, becomes the oldest golfer to record a hole-in-one when he aces the 108-yard par-3 16th hole, hole at Deerfield CC in Florida. Yo, why are you still playing golf at 101 years old? Bull having fun. He's out there like Shaq, having too much fun. So shout out to Bull and shout out to his historical uh, achievement. But, yeah, this golfer just got out the water, yo. He's, like, fully – he's wet. All his clothes wet. So I, I, I might have to rewind Damn. that and see what Bo had to do to do that. But uh, go ahead, B. Austin, man. Let let um let Tobias on let like Tobias we've been telling on, you to man. do for, like, the last 40 minutes, man. Come on, man. Roll damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got him? Y'all let me more? Uh, Y'all gonna leave my man with like two minutes, man. Y'all rude. Uh, what Tobias said, man. There we go. Roll damn tide, man. God damn, man. What the hell? It was Ron Harper, A.K. Rob. Y'all would have got down sooner, but, uh, you know. <laughs> What's up, man? Man, Pizza and Pan Africanism, man. What's going on? Yo, this boy man, dirty everything. Must, he got black stuff all over Lord, his hands. Man, must be uh, must be out there eating up, like talking to Anglo Sacks or something. I don't know, but um, here's the thing, right? Bunny hopping, man. Bunny hopping. I tell you, man. I don't know who likes I don't know who likes bunnies more, Kyrie or B. Austin. But anyway, uh, you know, y'all talk the playoff series. I picked the Nuggets and the Heat to win these series, right? Uh, I just don't think Boston has had a coaching advantage. And their two best players can't dribble. Yeah, uh, coach, and coach the Nuggets, too. you don't believe in calling yeah. timeouts. And yeah, in the Nuggets, right? The hot take media is that I never seen a team get so much love from losing a game like the Lakers did. Uh, you know, uh, they but they keep on the Nuggets hit these shots, and I'm like, well, a lot of those Lakers role players were hot. AD had 40. LeBron played well. I'm like, Mike Malone's going to make adjustments. He's not an idiot. And I know most of the hot take media don't know where Denver is, much less who the Nuggets are. But I know y'all talk about the Sixers and stuff. See, the problem with the Sixers actually start above Doc Rivers. It starts with ownership and the culture they set. Uh, well, it's the culture of tanking and losing games. And, All right, you twisted an ankle. We'll see you next year. We don't want to push it. Uh but people want to criticize some of those draft picks. <clears throat> I don't criticize them taking Ben Simmons because everybody else was going to draft to number one overall. <laughs> you know, the problem was that them giving him a max contract despite him showing no effort to work on his game. Sometimes you got to trade high culture. And I think Bill Parcells said it. If you don't teach a puppy how to bite when he's a puppy, he ain't going to bite when he's a dog. The team is soft. Your best player is soft upstairs. And it's maybe time to trade this dude because he's 30 years old to start next season. What's injury problems? You know what I hate about it, though, Tobias? And I don't know if it would have been different, if different players would have been picked. But that's the thing. Like, And I'm not saying you, know you, didn't, you didn't go there, but all the uh, everybody, the media, and fans that – 
you know, wanted to see the Sixers fail, all they do is go, oh, well, your process didn't work. The process this, the process that. First of all, the process died as soon as the league came in and forced the architect of the process out. So, you know, we still shouldn't, 10 years after that, still be talking about the process, the process, because, I mean, nobody who came in speaking, once he got fired, they didn't care about the process. They weren't down with it. They came in and just used all the assets he got and made the picks. I hate that he didn't get to pick the players after he got the team all those assets. That's the, that's the part I hate about it. Yeah. So who knows and, and about one thing about But technically, technically, technically speaking, though, there's not even the same ownership. Yeah, it like, wasn't the same ownership. The yep. process, and everybody gonna keep the process. This, I'm like, all right, that joke. Yeah, and, uh, and, the, and the thing is, some of those picks, like what happens is they didn't build a culture. Miami built the culture. This is why I get on Doc Rivers. Right, they just all those pick undrafted guys. Yeah, and like all those undrafted guys that Miami has, you know why they play well? Plays those people during the regular season. I remember the first year Maxie played. I was like, who the hell is Maxie? He's playing well. All right, Doc wasn't playing him during the season. I'm not saying Paul Reed is Bill Russell, but you know MB gets gassed. You know MB is always hurt. Wouldn't it make sense to play this Paul Reed guy 25, 30 minutes a night to preserve your big man throughout the season? Nope. They Uh wanted to baby him and get him the MVP because that's what he wanted. And that's what a lot of people said, Jim. They were like, you know, I don't want to say it, but I wonder if Bull wanted the MVP more than he wanted the championship. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew that, I knew that was I knew that was going to happen because we campaign for it. He set himself we up. We campaign for that chip like that. Yeah. And, uh, y'all know, if I remember correctly, I think Joel B is the first MVP to never make a conference title game. The conference title. Like, I mean, like to play, I mean, play the, conference, the conference finals. So he's the first MVP so far in his career, but his career is still going. So right yeah, now in his career, yeah, he's the only MVP. Yeah, because Derek got hurt, Rose got hurt the next year. Yeah, so it's not within the same season. That's, that stat is something that people have been running with, but I'm like, yo, his career is still going. Career. Looking at people's body of work. A lot of people didn't do it in playing. the same season anyway. Russell Westbrook didn't yeah, make it. Yeah, it's hard in the same season because Jokic and Dovitsky didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Giannis yeah. didn't get it. Giannis won in the first round. But I think sometimes it's that uh, the other problem the Sixers have is they got to fire Darren Moore. Oh, if, shit. He, if he even says, James, you're thinking about bringing you back, you fire his ass. Sorry, right, you can't guys, do it. Blame B. Austin, but we got to roll. We just got the cue. We got like 60 seconds left. So we're holler Tell B. Austin, soccer is, soccer is ass, by the way. <laughs> but hey, you guys <laughs> think it is. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, All right, Jim, I have a good like, one, man. Talk to you next week. We got like 20 seconds. <laughs> Yo, um, holla at us next week, man. Everything we do, warmsports.com. You know what I mean? You did oh. sports history. Like, oh, yeah, so everything, man. Listen, yeah, yeah, bottom line is, yo, holla at us. Yeah, holla at us. Warmsports.com, man. Until next time, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast and organ sickness. We'll see you chumps on Phil's night. Mobile app. It's not down. Call it 323 
working double O twelve. They be going and you sensitive then oh well. Physical podcast, let's talk push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Looking alive, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, tip stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.